0: people suck. Wow. No. Every no. One
1: Another week of N4G Radio. It's episode 478 for July 3rd, 2017. That's right. Celebrating the day we kicked John's ass. Uh, <laughs> I'm kidding.
2: It, I John. shouldn't have been on this. I shouldn't have been on this week,
1: John. <laughs> no, we 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 love you guys. Now we're all happy. We hug. That's it.
3: Ah, uh, but anyway,
1: on the show this week we have we have Drew.
3: Yeah, Brexit
2: seventeen seventy six. <laughs> oh, Shush. less than about Brexit, the better. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> we have the enemy
1: of our nation. John is here with us. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about what are, that. You, what are you Canadian now? What's going on
4: here? Well, wait, oh, huh? No, no. A no. hey,
3: Canada Day was a few days ago. Yeah, it was a couple days. Yeah, ago.
1: but everyone loves Canadians. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. slaving I've, I've been there a few times. Everybody seems lovely nice. bunch. Yeah, uh, and we have Jay. America,
4: <laughs> special 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 one for today, considering the uh, the day will follow. You
1: America. You didn't, America. You didn't say fuck yeah. Nah, oh, no, no, yeah. that that's implied. I don't need to say it. Okay, so now it's just implied. Now it's it's just a thing. Obviously, yeah. Oh, okay, okay, good, good. Video games, lots of video games going on. But it is summer, so as we'll see in the release section, uh it's starting to slow down a little bit. Dang good. Which is still you're still not gonna go back to your backlog, don't kid yourself. No. Don't lie. Because
3: <laughs> Overwatch exists.
1: Overwatch exists, you know, Diablo got a new character. Yep. You know. So no, you're not gonna play anything. But let's talk about what you are playing. Because, you know, even though you don't go back to your backlog, you still gotta play those new games. That I send you codes for. So, Drew, what'd you play this week?
3: Uh, besides Overwatch and Diablo. <laughs> Wait, hold on. <laughs>
1: well, well, Diablo, we can. There's new stuff.
4: Yeah, you talk true. about the talk about the Diablo stuff first.
3: Well, uh, the Necromancer, as everyone knows, came out, um, which they have. This all right? Diablo three plays differently than Diablo two, obviously, and uh, while the Necromancer is really cool. Do not go into this game expecting Necromancer from Diablo Two. Um, at the same time, that character kind of breaks that game. Even How before he mean? gets, even before he gets like legendaries and stuff like that. So, I, normally, when you start a new character in Diablo, um, you kind of have to stick to either hard or maybe expert difficulty because it's just you, you can't kill stuff. Um, but after hitting probably like level 10 or 11 with the Necromancer, I was able to bump it up to Master, and I was playing Torment before I even hit level 70. Um, because he has a second resource. Uh, he uses Essence to use most of his abilities, but he has, he can utilize the corpses that lay on the ground, so when you kill an enemy, it leaves a corpse. And he can use that corpse to basically do special abilities. Like he had like a corpse explosion where like all the corpses that lay on the ground explode. So if you kill a guy, you now have a bomb laying next to a whole bunch of mob of guys, which you can use to explode guys. Um, and he just has like a, there's so many things that synergize well with it that, you know, you can gather corpses. You can use devour to gather corpses to fuel your essence, which then allows you to throw out more, Attacks which then create more corpses, and it's it's a crazy cycle that just really I wouldn't say I'm not gonna say breaks the game, but it makes it a shit ton easier where to where you can like actually just bump up a difficulty is if it, you want is to. Is
4: it fun to play as the oh, yeah. Master? yeah, 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 like it? Okay, um,
3: yeah, he, he I mean, he, he, there's there's two main bills that you can probably go with one's more of just a, a kind of a lone character with maybe a, a one or two minions. But then there's the one that has like a shit ton of minions. You got like seven skeletons running around fighting for you, and you know you got different types of like skeletal mages and stuff. Um, and currently, I'm running with a build. I got I got a I got a I got two pieces of a set that I actually don't want to play with, but I've been messing around with it, and it's more about his blood techniques. So he has um he has a whole string of abilities that. Basically, it uses up some of his health to give him uh, special perks and stuff like that. Uh, and there's one... It's it's a lot like the Spirit Walk from the, um, from the Witch Doctor, where you basically can move wherever you want on the map while not getting hit. Uh, but it costs blood to do. But the set pieces that I got, it gives me all the runes for that ability, so I no longer... And like the one of the runes is you no longer lose health whenever you use it, so now I'm just spamming it everywhere, going all over the map um and it gives me armor it you know gives me regenerative health, all sorts of stuff like that um i haven't i i I'd say that the uh as far as greater risks go, I think I've probably done torment five or six so far um and I'm still just trying to get set pieces and stuff like that. I'm still I'm still running yellows with him, like a couple of yellows.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, but not I, I put a lot of time into. Yeah,
4: uh, my my question to you is: after that, you put in a decent amount of time and you got your hands on with you know your, the necromancer that you wanted for a while. Do you think it's worth the fifteen dollars that they're
1: asking for? Because all the all the other stuff that's in that patch is free for everybody. Yeah, it's just yeah, yeah. the character and. You know his his gear sets, obviously, but all that stuff is that's all that's in that.
3: Yeah. Um, that's a hard one.
4: Yeah, that's 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 a question because if you think about like how much like Reaper of Souls it costs forty dollars, right? The expansion. Yeah. Yeah, so that's like a forty dollar, and that came with a ridiculous amount of content: new areas, new bosses, new uh, you know, basically new everything. And they changed the basic face face of the game and how it played. But when you come down to something that it costs, you know, a little, a little, uh, little, little less than half that, and then you say, "There's, you're just getting a necromancer, and that's it." And it feels it feels underwhelming to me as
2: far as the price per, you know, uh, what you're getting, you know. But then they have been very good at. Keeping support going for that game that has been Mm -hmm. you know free essentially since its release, so I guess that helps in the fact that you're paying a little bit for this, maybe.
3: Yeah, kind of like some goodwill or something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, if you're really into Diablo, I think it's. I mean, to me, I had to get it because one, I fucking love the Necromancer from Diablo Two. That was my main (laughs) class that I played, and then two, I fucking love Diablo Three, and you know. Anything that gets me back into that game, mm-hmm. I'm to- it's totally well worth it for me. Okay. I've enjoyed my time with it. I probably put maybe I'd say ten hours into the Necromancer so far. Um, I think I've got my money's worth. Now, as somebody who just casually plays Diablo, you know, every once in a while when they get the hankering, probably not. The issue then is: is will that ever go on
2: sale? I'm sure it will. Well, there's mm-hmm. a
1: killer deal if you don't own Diablo right now. Uh, it's True. probably it's probably over now, but there's a new version that came out on consoles that includes everything and it was on sale this past week for 40 bucks. Like the Ultimate Edition with the Necromancer pack and everything? Yep, it had everything. It's it's, oh. it's regularly 60 but the week it came out I think it was 40
3: Was it like the, the Rise of the Necromancer or something? I can't remember what the name of the it's, bundle was it called. Was,
1: the original was called Ultimate Evil Edition and then this one was called something else. So must, yeah. I'm going to look it up because I want to know what it's called.
3: Yeah, but it was only forty bucks, and if you had if you never owned Diablo before, then that's a killer deal.
1: Yeah, it's called the Eternal Collection, and currently, right now, as of this recording, it's thirty eight ninety nine on Xbox Live.
3: That's, that's a bargain. That's 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 a steal. Yep. For yeah, a game a, that you can easily put two hundred hours into and still not see everything.
1: Yep. And you
4: you guys have played the console version, and you guys really like it, right? It's it's, Ooh, it's yeah, great. It's to the best me
3: I, to me, I would say it is the best version of Diablo, in my wow. opinion. Okay. Because there's a couple of things on the console version that you can't get. First of all, of course, there is controller support. And, man, that game plays amazing with the controller. Okay. It and really roll, does. You can
1: is roll, baby. Well <laughs> is handy. Yeah. The
3: roll, to me, just feels... It's not needed. Because the, it's not like you're moving faster. It's just you're, you are you can run that fast as well. Yeah, you but it's I mean? a good way
1: of
2: getting out of out of trouble.
1: Yeah, out of mobs, which is real nice. It it kind of it kind of negates one of the um the, what's the
3: class? The uh, you talking about the uh, the demon hunters? Yeah, uh, vault vault. Yeah,
1: she has a vault move, and like that's just kind of useless when you can just roll.
3: <laughs> well, there's certain there's certain things like the runes that go on the vault. Oh, sure, that like, do, do damage
1: and stuff. and
3: stuff. Yeah. Um, but the the console also does uh, is there only place where you can get the revenge demon which is actually really cool
1: yeah which doesn't happen anymore <laughs> cuz everybody Why is that? stopped because nobody's playing it yeah. <laughs> yeah
3: but it's also it's always cool to get the revenge demon
1: oh of course the uh, sound and all that it's
2: really cool
3: it's like, oh, shit here he comes you can hear the <laughs> horns in the background
2: yeah he's awesome
3: um but I, I you know full disclosure i did purchase the necromancer on the pc um, I don't know why. I, I just, I feel like, I don't know. I, I guess because I, I, I've got most of Blizzard's stuff on PC, I figured I just, might as well just get it there. Okay. Which, come to find out, I put more time into the PlayStation 4 version than any other version because I, I had every character to level 70 on the PS4 version because I got the platinum for it. And this one, I only had two characters to level 70.
1: Because because oh. trophies, you fanboy.
3: Be- yeah, because of trophies. Oh. <laughs> um, but it, well, now I have three characters to level 70 because I did hit 70 with the Necromancer.
4: Well, the 70 is the easy part to me. It's after like the how much do you try to optimize. I mean, I, I have only like three characters, 70, but I put over 100 hours on my monk alone. So yeah. So it's just like you know, it just depends on how much time you put into it, and also there's one one thing Blizzard does support their games faster and more readily on the PC, obviously, because they don't need to go through a verification process like they have to do for PC versions. So I can understand why you might want to go for the PC version, but if you like the controller support so much, then yeah, maybe you should have picked it up on the uh, on console.
3: Nah. Well, either way, I'm still having a great time with it. Okay. Cool. I I really yeah. enjoyed Necromancer. Um, you know, it's 15 bucks. I mean, it is what it is. You know, I, I, um, I feel like I've got my money's worth out of it. So,
4: Right. And uh, let, me, let me tell you a quick story about uh, Drew's other game, Overwatch, that, you know, he kind of likes to glance over. He, so he was having a conversation, you know, ranting about, oh, man, I, I see these screenshots of Breath of the Wild. It's like, oh, I only put three hours into the game. I want to go back to it. And then he says, like, yeah, I'm cutting off Overwatch. And I'm finishing up some things like Witcher Three, Zelda, and etc. And I laugh at him because obviously he's gonna play more Overwatch. To to which he tells me, "Watch me, sucker!" You know, I, I quote that. That's verbatim what he said. And then <laughs> that exact day, later on, I hop onto the Blizzard uh, account and I see Drew is already playing Overwatch. Immediately that same day, the next day as well. So you know, it's, yeah, I'm watching, sucker. You know, you're proving me right. Yeah, you sure you sure showed me, Drew. Good job.
3: What can so. I say? Blizzard does strange things to me. <laughs> you know, it could be I'd be playing a shitty game. <laughs>
4: hey, so, you know, like a shitty game like Breath of the Wild or The Witcher 3. Yeah, you're exactly. right. You know, shitty, shitty games, yeah. Uh,
3: you know, I mean, I'm actually having an issue with Overwatch, which okay. I think – I don't know if you saw it. I sent you a message after, but you had already went offline. Something is going on since this new patch where – I get a sound glitch.
1: Yeah, the sound oh. goes away. Oh my god! Yeah, you can't play. play
3: it. happened It happened in a comp comp game that I was playing, and I was like, "Well, I'm going to fucking lose because of this shit." Yeah, you because can't you...
1: hear the ultimates. You can't hear um, some of the move. It's it's really annoying. We got it when we were playing. Last week on Xbox, and like uh, like Justin's like, can you hear anything? I'm like, I don't I don't hear anything. And the next thing I know, like I die from like a, a Hanzo dragon and then a junkrat tire, and I'm like, I never heard them yell.
3: Yeah, and you can't hear the rip tire moving around. Nope. So you don't know where it's close to you or what. And man, they need to fix that shit because I I jumped on. It was I think I played a little bit yesterday, and. It was still happening. And the weird thing is, it doesn't happen at the beginning of a match. It's whenever I die and then respawn. Yep. There's no sound left.
1: It happened when I was playing a Reinhardt, and somebody blew us up behind my shield. And the next thing I know, I can't hear anything. Yep. Oh, I think I had
4: that bug once, too. It's, it's like a very very rare case where if you die when something happens or some other like various sound uh, effects are going off at the same time and let's say you're like stunned you know or you're frozen and you know how your sound is all muffled and everything right yeah and if you die in that very instance when that happens and something else happens and your sound will end up getting muffled for like the rest of the game or something like that i think i've seen that happen once to me but uh it's pretty rare
3: i don't know it's happened multiple games for me Hmm. Yeah, it's, it's a uh,
1: huge thing that needs to be fixed because, I mean, you have to quit the game in order to fix it.
3: I looked on the Blizzard forums and they were talking about it and they were saying that they think it's because of the new patch when they released the the Lunar Colony. Yeah. If you go outside of the Lunar Colony, everything gets quiet like that and they right. say that somehow that's bleeding into the other maps.
4: Really? Interesting.
3: So I don't know, but that's... Uh, like, I I can't... I can't play that game that way it's you know
4: yeah sound is integral to just basically knowing anything about the game and your awareness sometimes I play with the sound off like listening to something or watching something on the side and boy does my performance go down drastically
3: that you know but the, think about that 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 kind of sucks for you know people who want to play that game who are deaf uh
4: yeah but I mean how do
1: you how do you work around that you know
3: you kind of can't. Yeah, I mean, if that's you played, the best if, problem.
1: I mean, if you played with a controller, somebody could come up with some haptic feedback for various that's, things,
4: that's not a that's not a bad idea. I think. Well, they've done a lot of things for like colorblind people. They have a colorblind mode, and it actually yeah. really helps out. But you know, when you're talking about severe disabilities, like you know, uh, being deaf or being blind, trying to make your game work under those circumstances are pretty extreme.
1: They are, they are. <clears throat> but I mean, you can do what you can do. I, I think a haptic right. haptic feedback would probably be the best way to do it.
3: Mm, Agree. Yeah.
1: Uh, speaking before you get off of Overwatch, how do you feel about that new map? Because I, I have some issues with it.
3: I don't like yeah. it at all. Yeah,
1: I don't. I don't like. It. It's almost impossible to attack at this point. I mean, I haven't. I haven't played a lot of it because its rotation is kind of terrible on console. But. Defending is easy. Like I always win on defend, but the last if you have point, a
3: Symmetra, that then, then that game's over with.
1: Yeah, like the last point, the second point is so wide open for the defense that it's almost impossible to get in there and take it. Really? Yeah, it, it just... I have.
4: I have very a kind of an opposite way of thinking because because there's so many entrances where you can come from. So you have like a sniper on the upper left and you actually go onto one of the little scaffolding on top and they can't even see you while you snipe them from, from above. So to me, I feel like that's an easier point to take than like Hanamura, for example. Hanamura is very much the same. You know how it has that giant hall, you know, as a second point and multiple entryways. It's kind of like that. Uh, at first, I didn't like the map, but uh, after after playing it uh,
1: about, about like half dozen times or so, I'm starting to like it. Yeah, I, I like it on attack. It's fine. I still haven't got all the routes down, but on defense, I, I I always feel like it's it's just too easy.
3: I just feel like it's too wide open. Yeah, I just feel like the ceilings are so friggin' high, and it just yeah. I don't know. I you, just don't like it.
1: There's like so many characters have an advantage on defense. It's just it's kind of like even when we're not playing, like our our team composition is not gelling well, we still win just because it's so easy to defend that second point.
3: Hmm. I don't know but yeah uh, other games I've played let's see here Micro Machines
1: yeah I played a bunch of that
3: World Tour is that what it's called Micro Machines World Tour
1: World Series mm-hmm. World
3: Series Um, that's Micro Machines yeah like, the old school the old school stuff it's got um, loot boxes it's got loot boxes I think that's uh, the new, the new <laughs> game mechanic now is loot
2: boxes uh, uh, I I because uh, Kent sent me a code, um, and I thought, "Well, I'll hop on on Thursday." Uh, this was th- so it came out Friday, I think. And I thought, "Oh, I'll put, I can remember. I haven't played my machines in a long time. I remember it being quite cool." So I, I popped it on, and um, I'm kind of disappointed that there's no real single player component. I know there's like a uh, you can go and like, use AI, but there's. I would have been nice to sort of have. I don't know something that was more focused on. Single player, um, and then I jumped into a normal match, and only one person out of the
3: yeah all uh, the AI
2: twelve they're all AI, and it's like I know this was before it came out, so you know I understand that that's uh, probably why, but um, it plays super nice. Yeah, yeah,
1: it plays really well. I'm just I'm kind of glad that even though it is multiplayer focused, like it will fill
2: out with AI. So if like when when it, when it yeah. dies, there
1: will still be you'll still be able to
2: play and level up. Yeah, because otherwise that would that would be bad.
1: Yeah, because you you don't get to level up when you play that single player skirmish mode.
3: <laughs> no, but you know what's funny is that this game is basically Micro Machines meets Overwatch.
1: Yeah, because it's got the what? color. It's got colored loot. You can get new sound. Uh, new um, like yeah, like what do you, what do you call those
3: taunts? Like he- Taunts. There's hey. also the when you die, it leaves like a spray yep. on the ground,
1: <laughs> and you could change hey. the spray on your car. I, I, I must not
4: know. I must not know what Micro Machines is. I thought it, this is a racing game. It
1: what?
3: is. It's is, yeah. part, the, part how, racing game. Why the fuck do you have
4: taunt? When do you taunt in a racing match, well, man? you no, kill no, 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 no. There's a battle we, mode.
3: Yeah, oh, the, there's a there's a battle mode that plays like certain Overwatch modes.
4: <laughs> there is a capture
3: <laughs> the flag version. There is a defend the point version. There is just a standard like deathmatch, I guess, kind of thing.
4: Yeah, definitely. How, how do you kill people? You just run into them? Well, the
1: every has... car has different abilities.
3: Every car has different <laughs> abilities. You have tank characters. You have healers. You have assassin characters.
4: Uh-huh. But they're little miniaturized cars, though. Yes. Yeah, That's... and which one? It more?
3: is Overwatch meets Micro Machines. <laughs>
1: okay sure it's pretty fun i had a lot of fun with it
3: so and like even like the character select screen looks like overwatch where you can see who what people are choosing and stuff like that and make a team comp oh, boy. in micro machines
4: Hell is yeah. there a play of the game no no unfortunately okay. all right okay. there is no play Draw, of the game. drawing the line right there great okay sure
3: but I could just see like in a boardroom I meeting, it's like, "Hey, we're going to bring back micro machines. What's hot right now? Uh, this Blizzard game called Overwatch. All right, let's do that. Colored loot, loot boxes. Yep. Taunts, sprays.
1: Let's do it. It's crazy. Yeah, I like it though.
3: It's is pretty cool.
1: It plays so good.
3: <laughs> it does. <laughs> the The driving's really well done. Um, you know, the, the abilities are really cool. I you, love like you the, have.
1: To, I love the stupid you, maps They're so good
3: The maps You know They all look like A kid's room In 1985 <laughs> the, But they've got License shit Like Nerf And G.I. Joe
1: Yeah the, one of the, That's one of the a ve- bit the One of the vehicles Is the Cobra Hiss Yep It's so good
3: So they've They've put some money Into it To get those licenses
1: Yeah oh, Good on them That game's fun
3: um, I also played Dungeon Defenders two. Um, and attempted to play it with Ken.
1: We did that. We talked about that last. Yeah, talked about it last. Week. Yeah, uh,
3: I haven't actually went back to it since me and Ken tried.
1: <laughs> I say like, we should probably try again. I imagine it's cleaned up at some point, right?
3: I hope so. Let's just hope you don't end up in Canada and I end up in Wyoming again.
1: Eh, you know, you got to travel.
3: Mm-hmm. It's so fucking annoying, that is. Um, I'm trying to think of what else. Oh, Steam sale stuff. Picked up two games that I had my eye on for a while and finally picked them up here. I picked up Pillars of Eternity and Tyranny.
4: I assumed you haven't booted up either of those games.
3: I have booted up Pillars of Eternity. Okay. I
4: was I wanted to ask you about Tyranny because that's the one game that I don't know about that i
3: heard people say really nice things, so I don't... I have also heard that. In fact, I have heard that Tyranny is better than Pillars of Eternity, but I wanted to experience Pillars of Eternity first before going into Tyranny. This game is fucking Baldur's Gate remade, man. Oh, yeah. Totally is. It's so fucking good. That's really cool. The the thing... did Go it ahead. come
4: with the expansions and everything at the same time, or just two
3: versions? I just got the standard edition. Ah, okay. Yeah, I didn't because it was it was like a bundle. It came mm-hmm. with both games. Ah, um, oh, okay. Uh, both were made by Obsidian, who is known for obviously making those kinds of games. Um, and readers beware, because if you play Pillars of Eternity, you're going to be doing a lot of reading, but it is. So fucking well done. It's it's basically like if you took a D- Dungeons & Dragons game, like if you took me, like when I used to do dungeon mastering, and you turned it into a video game. So it's tons of descriptions. You walk here, and it tells you all about the area that you're standing in. And then, you know, you, you go on about your business. I even really like the how you're reading what somebody says, But then they also put in like parentheses as he stares down at the dead body, he says this. You know, and it's, it's really, really well done, very thought out, very methodical. The combat is actually really cool. It's, it's kind of like, it's, it's a lot like Baldur's Gate, or if you wanted to put it in a more modern term, Dragon Age Origins, Mm -hmm. where you, you really need to pause the game, tell your party members, do this, go here, do this, and then unpause it and let it fold out. And when you start seeing certain changes in the battle, pause the game again and give different orders and stuff like that. But I mean, they use they use Dungeons and Dragons character sheets. They use D anD D fucking you know rules like uh, when uh, when you get a, an attack of opportunity if you leave melee combat, somebody can get a free shot on on you and stuff like that. It's if you like Dungeons and Dragons or any type of role playing game like that, that this is a must. It's fantastic. But yeah, I I probably put maybe about five hours into it this weekend. Um, I mean, it's and I feel like I've I I just hit level two. That's how that's how slow it is to to level up, just like D and D is. So um, they know their they know their tabletop RPG shit. Obsidian does. So, and I'm excited to get into Tyranny, but I want to I want to complete Pillars of Eternity first before I even touch Tyranny. Pillars of Returny is more like, oh, you're a bunch of heroes and you're going around, you know, trying to save the world. While Tyranny is you actually play as the bad guys in it. And you're trying to take over the world rather than save it. So, I did play that. Um, And a lot of Earthbound for Phoenix now.
4: Mm. No. Yeah, I haven't uh I haven't uh you know been listening to Phoenix Down recently. But so just give a quick quick overview of how you're feeling about that game so far.
3: I love the mechanics of that game. Mm-hmm. Um they're very unique. Uh at the same time, this game does not hold your hand at all. I can see why they bundled a strategy guide with the game at release. Oh yeah.
4: Didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Know that.
3: Okay. Um because otherwise you wouldn't figure out where to fuck to go or anything like that. Um, and it's fucking weird. Oh yeah. That game is so fucking weird, but it's almost like a kid wrote it. So this guy won't let me into a museum because we're kids, but he really wants to get an autograph from the singer at the, uh, at the club that's right down the street. So we then go to the singer and we're like, Hey, can I get your autograph? She's like, I don't have anything to autograph. I'm like okay so i go and find a banana sure i take the banana to her she signs the banana i then give it to the museum guy and he lets us in and i'm just like what the fuck i mean like did a child write this shit
4: it's very imaginative is yeah. what i'll say and also it's clever in a lot of little ways where you have to remember that you know how a lot of jrpgs in particular star like children you know they basically like 14 15 year old kids but they don't act that way, right? Yeah. But the thing about Earthbound in particular, they're children and they act like children. Yeah. It makes sense. Their their imagination, their you know, train of thought is all kinda of all over the place. And did you ever did you have have you gotten that status debuff yet where you get homesick?
3: Yeah. You have to call your mom.
4: <laughs> yeah, you have to call your mom. That's some that's amazing. Like how do you how do you even think of that shit? Like, yeah, obviously if you're homesick you wanna, you know, hear your, you know, parents' voice or whatever. It makes total sense, but that's something that I don't think any other game has done since. It's it's a simple thing to do, but it makes sense. You're, you're a kid, you're out in the world, and you're, you get homesick eventually. It makes sense. And those little touches, and there are just hundreds of those little touches in that game, and that, that's what makes the game special to me.
3: One of the coolest fucking mechanics that I have never seen in another game since is the hit point counter. Ah, uh, yeah. So if you have, so when you play Earthbound and you get into a fight. You have you don't see your characters. It's kind of like a first-person old-school RPG fight, and you see your character's stats, basically their hit points and their psychic points. And when you get hit, it looks like an odometer counting down.
1: An odometer.
3: Odometer, 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 whatever. <laughs> and so it's counting down, right? And. There's plenty of times where you'll come up against like a boss who will hit. Let's say he hits uh, Paula, or my psychic ability user, hits her, and it's going to kill her. Does mortal damage. She only has 120 hit points. He does 140 hit point damage to her. You can negate that if you A, kill the boss, or get somebody to heal that character before the hit points count down to zero. That is so fucking cool, and yeah. I wish other games would do that. So it's like you know, uh, there's plenty of times where I get hit with a mortal blow, and something like Ness is going to fucking die, but I then kill this enemy before his hit points reach zero, the battle ends, and you're still alive. And no other game I've ever seen does that.
4: Yeah, and you know I play basically every RPG under the sun, and uh, I can't name one game that does the same thing. It's an interesting thing because it's obviously a turn-based combat engine, right? But it has an active combat element to it which is amazing it's something that you other like uh, combat uh systems should really look into just adding a different flair to uh, what it would otherwise be a traditional combat system you know turn based you take your turns you attack whatever you defend but with that with that effect of your hp uh bar going down uh and if you're fast and you're able to react in a way where you can save your characters it adds a uh, it adds another layer which is something that most most of the games just don't do
3: Yep. Yeah. That's um that's about it for me.
1: Alright. Hey. hey John. Hey,
2: hey, hey.
1: Hey, hey, hey.
2: What'd hey, you hey. Oh, so I've played some uh Next Machina, I guess, was probably one of the most recent games I played, which I did for review. The review is up on the site, I think, isn't it? Yep. No, yeah. That game's awesome. That game is um uh it's a uh, Housemark, so the guys that are, are recently been quite prolific on the PSN store. They've done Alien Nation, uh, which were a spin-off from Dead Nation, uh Super Stardust, Gun. I mean these these guys are awesome at those types of games. And uh, Next Machina does really feel like a, a sequel in of sorts to uh, Super Stardust H D. Um I didn't really, I, I do like the games, so but I didn't really get on with Dead Nation too much. But um, this is very fast, fluid, twin-stick shooter. Um, very brutal. Um, it's got um, a touch of Resogun in there in the way that it's design uh, aesthetic with like like pixels and... blocks Voxels. Vo- vo- the, Vo- voxels thank you yes um the voxels pop and break and and explode and you've got a human stick to save as well um but it's so so deep in that there are hidden areas um that certain things have to be triggered in order you to to move on to them because what happens is you go into a a level uh you clear the enemies and then you automatically uh, uh, shoot over to the next level, another area. It's all in this like animation transitions, really quite cool. Um, but if you trigger something on a level and it's got a secret level, you, you, you go there instead. And uh, it, it's it's really deep and it's very difficult. It's a it definitely gets very bullet helly um, as you get towards the end of each of the stages. Um, a lot of dashing around. You have two actions. You have got dash, um, which allows you to pass through enemy fire or or obstacles like lasers and things like that, and then you have like a, a secondary fire. Uh, so uh, things like um, uh, a, de- uh, a bomb that you can detonate—you've you, basically throw it and then detonate it. Uh, you've got like a laser, a, a rocket launcher, a rail—can't not rail gun, but a, uh, like a, a, a force pulse beam or something. That you have to takes a little bit of warming up, and it's all about using both your environment. Uh, your dash and your, your your main weapon and secondary weapons to to get through. It gets very very hectic, but it is uh, one of those games where uh, if you start from the beginning, you know you're probably the longest a run will take is maybe thirty or forty minutes, um, depending on which difficulty you've got on, and instantly you can go back and uh, and just try again. And if you are like me, on if you start at the the first level um i often make it through to the second or third and that's sort of 20 minutes or so and again it's it's a short enough time for me to want another go and with things like leaderboards on certain options on certain modes and uh, cooperative play and um like these challenge modes where you can earn coins that you can use to then sort of customize your your little die uh, like the color of his the laser and, and some of his like helmet and, and clothes and stuff. Uh, you can also unlock other ch- uh, challenge areas as well with these coins that you collect. Uh, it it does have a lot of replay to it. Uh, but it's, it's super fun. Super, super fun. Uh, jo-
4: uh, and- John, there are a lot mm. of twin stick shooters out in the market.
2: Would yes, you there say are.
4: that uh, this one is special in some way that kind of makes it different from the other ones or make it better than the other ones?
2: Um. I if, if anyone ever reads any reviews of Twin Six U as I write, I always harken back to Super Stardust HD as being my favourite. Uh, Housemark got that bang on perfect. Next Machina is better than Super Stardust HD.
4: Ooh, okay,
2: it is. Dave, um, uh, I mean Super Stardust HD was is it was perfect in its s- simplicity. Um, again, not. Really, having too much in the way of complicated controls, um, it was very much about Twitch gameplay. Trying to to, to move around, and navigate the hordes of enemies while um, you know using the spe- you know in that case they had smart bombs that you could use and, and you different types of weapons. You had like three different styles. Um, they've honed that. They've they've had years of practice and they've brought on some things, as I say, from other um, games that they've done, and it. It, it just everything's perfect if you fail it's because you are not good enough mm. not because the game has cheated not because the controls are sloppy not because something didn't work it's you are not good enough and to me that's the best kind of game for that because it just encourages you to get better get good you know to to hone your skills uh, perfect your timing they, it's probably the best game they've ever made and it is a joy to play and it is the sort of thing that you can quickly jump in and again, much like superstars, you can, you can play through from the start and, and try and work your way up and unlock your levels or you can just jump into a level and play that and try and better your score and there's a lot of nuance to it so um, you get uh, you can sort of level up and you level up your um, multiplayer, your score multiplayer but To do that in the best way, you have to time when you pick up the humans because the humans give you a boost to it. So you don't want to go into the level, save all the humans and that's it. You want to save one, let that run down a little bit, then save another because it boosts it. And so it's it's those sort of things that are going to increase your score and give you the best possible uh, advantage on the leaderboard. And it's stuff like that. It's those little things. They they thought of everything. And, again, they're the top of the game now at this point. It's hard to think that they could do a, a better twin-stick shooter. Now, I know they've got a game coming out in August. Again, these guys seem to be on it at the moment. Uh, but it isn't a twin-stick shooter. I think it's um, more of a sort, kind of side-scrolling arcade nice. star game but this is definitely better than superstar and I, I love superstar that's but i must have put hundreds of hours into that and this thing plays beautifully it's definitely worth getting if you like any of their games it's worth picking up uh how much is the price point for this uh twenty dollars
4: oh very nice. nice yeah
2: yeah yeah so it's it's certainly um uh you know it's, it's a kind of that perfect price point for this type of arcade game and, again, housemark don't seem to get anything wrong. I mean, it's a bit its a, a different this time around. They have released it on PC, whereas before a lot of their games, I think, only appeared on the, the Sony platform. Um, but this one uh, comes out of PC, and I think it's got cross, the cross-platform leaderboards as well, which is, again, quite cool. Yeah,
1: I'll, uh, wait, for, I'll wait for PlayStation Plus.
2: Yeah, no, that, that is. I mean, that's the thing. This does have that all over it. But you know what? That's fine. Well, all of um, their
1: games have come to PlayStation Plus at some point.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, yes, they did, didn't they? Alienation yeah. as well. Resident yeah, Evil was a that, launch one because of. That's got to be um, disheartening
1: to them as a developer for people who who truly have that
2: attitude. You know what I mean? No, I don't know. It's for, they get paid by Sony to do that. There's got to be something in, it. and I don't think. They, would not, they wouldn't do it if it wasn't beneficial to them because, you know, I'm sure they get a choice in the matter and the fact that a lot of their games have come to PlayStation Plus might mean that it's beneficial to them at that time after the sales have died down, maybe. Putting that on there gives them a bit more uh, revenue and exposure, we'll see. Because there is a, isn't there was meant to be a rumour that um, their next game is meant to be coming to PS Plus but it's coming out mid-August, which... Doesn't I don't think that's going to be a, a PS Plus game from the start because it's mid August, not at the beginning, and also that's you know you wouldn't want to put that on sale in the month after it goes on PS Plus because people will lose their shit over that. So I don't think that's true, but they must get something out of it, otherwise they wouldn't keep doing it. Oh, of course, it's just funny to me. <laughs> um, I I did I talk about Randall the last time I was on here. I don't. I real sure real I did. I think you did. Read my review. Read my review. Don't buy that game. Okay. There you go. Um, that's simple. And the <laughs> I played a little bit of Binding of Isaac on Switch. The 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 uh, after, Bioth Plus edition. After I think. Birth. That's um,
1: disgusting.
2: Yeah, it's mm-hmm. a bit gross. Um, that game, Binding of Isaac, is awesome. Um, but the the <laughs> uh, the game that I'm sort of playing at the moment. <laughs> Um, is a Lord of the Rings game. Really? Uh, there's a, yeah. One. I didn't there's know there one was one that came out. Yeah, okay. Yeah, sure. there's a new one of those. Yeah. Um, it's called the Third Age. I'm playing yeah. it on my Xbox One, as in the original Xbox.
3: That's that RPG. <laughs>
2: yes, it is. I'm playing that moment. I, I basically, it's, I love. I played that play, game on PS2, and I loved. It. I remember loving it. Not super long for an RPG-type game, but I thought it was relatively well-made. And it was EA as well, which is, you know, a, <laughs> bit, a bit weird. They did do a lot of stupid things with that license when they had it, but this wasn't one of them. And I was in the city, and I found it, like, for £1.50 uh, on Xbox. And I've got an Xbox. Um, it's, it, I had to break it out of mothballs and, and hook it up, but I'm playing that at the moment. Wow. Um, okay. Yeah, and... Um, unfortunately, uh, cause I was donate the, the Xbox I've got was donated to me. It was one of the launch ones. So it was a big, massive black thing and it comes with a Duke and I'm going to have to buy another controller cause I've forgotten how huge that thing is. I don't have huge hands as it is, but this thing is, a it's just unwieldy. It's horrid, so I'm gonna have to go and try and find it. That's why it's called the Duke, son. It ain't made it is, for baby hands. It's it's not it is not made for baby hands. And I completely forgot that the original Xbox didn't that controller didn't have bumpers, it had the black and white buttons. I yep. completely forgot about that. That is it's I'm holding it in my hand right now. It is you could kill someone with this. It's you could actually k- yeah. kill someone with it. It's shocking. So I'm gonna to have to have a look on eBay or Amazon and see if I can find like a third party one that's a little bit smaller, or maybe what, obviously get, the second revision. Yeah, just get the S. So, yeah.
4: so, so you bought a game for a pound. A pound fifty. Yeah, pound fifty. A game mm-hmm. that came out in 2004. Oh really? And, Is that,
2: yeah, that's about right. Uh, yeah.
4: yeah, and now you're gonna buy a controller just to play this one game.
2: Yeah, I, it's pro- I could probably get one for a couple of pounds. It's worth it. the game's also
4: available on ps2 as well by the way
2: it is but oh i I was gonna say i don't have a ps2 but i actually do i I do have a ps2 but it is but i couldn't find it i found this in a store Mm -hmm. for one pound 50 it was on xbox it wasn't on ps2 so i bought and i had i bought it on the xbox Okay, I also sure. have kotor somewhere I don't know where that is i I don't it's, know what game that I could
4: find that would compel me to hook back up like one of my like older older systems because that's way too much work
2: well it's it's something I've been meaning to do for a little while because I do want okay. to play because okay, I've got the kotor games I do want to actually play those, and it's one of those things where I thought, well, this actually might get me to do it, and I just saw it on the shelf I thought for one pound fifty. I'm not going to sneeze at that. And uh, the, amazingly, the thing runs absolutely. I was I was half expecting because this again, this was donated to me. I was half expecting this thing not to work when I find it. Um, no. If you
4: if you want to play Kotar again, or, or you know, if you're you know inclined to revisit the game, there have been a lot of these like patches and stuff like that on PC, like fan patches of texture packs and other gameplay improvements that actually make the game feel more modernized. So I know, if you want to revisit have,
2: that. Mm -hmm. I have got them on PC. Um, One of the biggest problems, and I think there was a patch to address it earlier, was the controller support.
4: Yeah, there is a controller. It was really
2: bad when um, they... Well, at least the last time I looked, and again, I think two, maybe... Because there was... Yeah, there was... Didn't Obsidian release a patch that was, like, extra stuff? They finished the game or something and released it for free, and there was meant to be controller support, but I've not gone back to it. Maybe I should look on there, but... um, but yeah that's what i mean i i'm i'm quite enjoying that it was a relatively competently well made rpg um that seems quite interesting I, again i don't remember it being super long when i first played it so it's probably one of those games i could probably get through in maybe 14 15 hours i just thought well it's been well it's been 13 years since i played it because i played it at launch so uh, it's worth going back to um can't think of anything else really that i've played oh um overcooked played a little bit of overcooked i love that uh, game, did that game is a lot of fun mm-hmm. um me and laura have been playing it because that like you can't play that game on your own you, no, it no, just really can't. is it's just horrible um however we're getting to a point where two people aren't isn't enough and that's our big problem so we're, we're, we're waiting for one of our friends to come over he's a bit of a gamer to, to try and help us because we're getting to that point where. You have to have at least three people in the kitchen to actually try and three-star uh, some of those
4: levels. Ah, uh, you, you say that, but I've perfected every stage and overcooked with two players. So just, really, just just, just just get good, John. Just get good. Just get
2: good. Okay. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll try that. Yeah, try uh, that enough. That game's quite fun gaming
1: ability yeah dude.
2: hey i had i had i
4: had a friend that played just as well as i did and we worked together like a dream it was, it was and awesome. you
2: can do it you, there are certain ones where you have to play the level first to see what it does yes,
4: yes and certainly.
2: then you can go back to it and we've done that several times where we've like two one or two star level Ah, okay we we just need to do this but then they're bringing into things like conveyor belts and it's like oh god no because that then gets really tricky um and it's good fun it is a really good co-op game um couch co-op obviously i don't think it supports online um so it's just couch co-op but that's a really good couch co-op game because it's it's got a real it's a it's a weird story it's got a story mode that's a bit weird um it pokes fun at everything including itself and it is very simple to control, but it it is very, very hard to master. Uh, but it's a, it's a lot of fun. So I played a bit of that as well. Uh, I think that's mostly it. I've got to start on... What was the name of that game you sent me for review? Because it's got a weird name. Uh, I keep saying Arena. Is it arena? No,
1: there's no, Aire- N. there's
2: no N in that game. Aria. I think it's a, Aria. It's spelled aria. the same forward and
1: backward.
3: Yeah.
2: Oh, okay. Well, I've got to try that. I, I've downloaded it, but I haven't had a chance to style it. I don't know. I, I have no idea what to expect with that game.
1: It's a music-style um, Diablo game.
2: A music-style?
1: Yeah, each mm-hmm. of the characters have different uh, instruments, and that base, that's their class. I, it looks really cool. I wanted to play it. I just didn't have time. Ooh.
2: So Well, that'll I'll, I'll be interesting. I so, like Diablo, and it's got loot in it. We're okay... Uh, we might have actually loot and a loot. Maybe. Could oh. do. That would be clever. Loot yeah. for a loot. Loot for loot. Um, yeah. But that's about it.
1: All right. Jay, you want to you wanna talk about some games?
4: Yeah, I can finally talk about those games I couldn't talk about last week. So that's uh, fine. Oh,
1: yeah.
4: Yeah. Uh, always always nice when Embargo lifts and then you forget about a lot of the things that you played. Yeah, I always it's, forget. it's been like a week and a half. And yeah. Uh but the uh, games that I played um uh, I finished Tokyo Janadu which ended up being longer than I expected it put about like 32 hours into it to finish the game and um, if you guys are familiar with Falcom, they're the people that make those East games and also the Legend of Heroes, Trails in the Sky, Trails of Cold Steel games. And I love both of those franchises. They're some of my favorite. East is my favorite hack and slash. Uh, Legend of Heroes is one of my favorite RPG series uh, and has like quickly grown to be like one of my uh, like all-time favorites. So when they you know put out a new game, I always pay attention. And the thing about Tokyo Xanadu is that there's a PS4 version, an enhanced version of this game coming out later this year, I think. Uh, it's already been confirmed for the West, so I wanted to wait for the PS4 version to get the best experience out of this story. But uh, it just happened that I wasn't doing anything and this, the code showed up, so I decided to handle it anyway. But the the major issues that I had with this game is what I expected. It's a technical side. It's a game on the Vita and they do they try to do a lot i mean there's like a bunch of monsters on the on the field at once, and you're trying to kind of fight things out and there's particle effects flying out everywhere there's numbers popping up left and right so there's extreme slowdowns in the game uh which I expect shouldn't be there in the p s four version it's kind of a bummer because this is this is not like uh, the Legend of Heroes games where you ha- it's like a very tactical turn-based RPG where slowdowns wouldn't matter too much. This is more of an E hack and slash. If anyone has played E 7 at all, is the one where you have three characters and you can switch between them at any time and enemies have various weaknesses and you have to switch to different characters to kind of exploit the weakness. Otherwise, you're doing like half the damage most of the time. So you're switching between characters, uh, you know, back and forth, you're dodging enemy uh, attacks, like in split second moments. You're doing massive damage, you're using your skills and, like you know, just doing a lot of things. And when you see a lot of slowdowns on a game that was, you know, already 30 frames per second to begin with, then it actually gets in the way. And I I felt a little bummed about that. Uh, from a story standpoint, it feels exactly like a carbon copy of, uh, of Trails of Cold Steel in a lot of ways. The visual styles, the, the graphics, the way they do the whole social link aspect of it, which is very similar to what Persona does. But you know, I will say you don't compare this game to Persona because Trails of Cold Steel exists. And that is a carbon copy of what they tried to do here. So they tried to mix together the East Combat Engine of the hack and slash with uh, the social and kind of like RPG element of the Trails of Cold Steel, which sounds like a dream, but to me it feels like it doesn't reach quite the heights of either of those games by trying to mix them together like this. Because if you're kind of, uh, if you're not as focused on doing one thing like very, very well, and you're trying to do a lot of different things from different genres and you kind of, you know, put it into one, one little pot, then it kind of overflows, doesn't quite, Quite, uh, quite get to the level that they want to get. The characters are interesting and fun, but I didn't get attached to them quite like I did in, let's say, Trails of Cold Steel, where that is a game really about the characters, about their connections to each other, and the kind of lives that they lead and the, and the, where, where they're from. And they do, they do that beautifully in that series. But in this game, they don't spend as much time in that. I mean, yeah, they, they spend a fair more time than, for example, in East game, but because of that, it, it kind of feels feels off, because I have played superior versions of of this game that does what it's trying to do better in other ways. So it's not a bad game in any way. I, I still like that I had a lot of fun. The music is phenomenal, as is always the case with any game uh, made by Falcom. Uh, the characters are fun and likable. Um, the combat is fast-paced and enjoyable, but once again, the slowdown and the technical aspect kind of hamper that a bit. But overall, I I do wish that I I kind of held off and played the PS4 version. That way, I would have had a better experience with the combat and gotten maybe more about the story because there's more content there with the new characters and scenarios and such. So, but still a good game, you know. PS uh, PS Vita still getting exclusive games in 2017. So you know that's that's always good news. Uh, if you if you like East, uh, if you like uh, Legend of Heroes games, uh, take a look at this one. But probably wait for the PS4 version because that's that's gonna be a lot better. I also played Valkyrie Revolution, and uh, I know I know this game is uh, something that uh, like I know Drew, you play Valkyria Chronicles, right?
3: Sure did. I Absolutely loved it.
4: Yeah. Are uh, they ju- are they related? Yes, they are related, but not
2: related. And okay, to that, because I did I did see it, and I thought, oh, I because I, I know they made like Valkyria Chronicles two for the Vita, um, that was uh, kind of no, exclusive
4: for, uh, for the PSP.
2: Oh, <laughs> yeah, for the PSP. okay. Wow. Yeah. Um, so I, I knew they made a handheld for the second, and I saw that and I thought, well, that's. I, it doesn't kind of make it clear that it is anything to do with those previous games. Uh, That is by design
4: because while it it shares a lot of similarities and like the characters that you encounter, you don't you don't obviously it's not it's not historically in the same universe as the Valkyrie Chronicle, right? But you still have Valkyrie, you know, you still have these weapons and armaments of such that you are like Ragnite, for example, is a huge thing that's been in all the Valkyrie Chronicle games. And just to be clear, Valkyrie One was on the PS3, and now it's been remastered, put on PC and PS4, and all that jazz. Valkyrie chronicles 2 uh, released on psp came sex side didn't do well on sales because it was on the psp you idiots obviously it's not gonna do that well (laughs) at that year and uh, valkyrie chronicles 3 also on the psp never there was a third one there was a third one never came to the stage never came to uk or anything like that japan only there has been a fan translation so if you're inclined to uh, look for it Many say that Valkyria Chronicles 3 is just as good as Valkyria Chronicles 1, which is hard to believe, uh, being on the PSP and all. But I would love to play that sometimes, uh, but we never got it. So when they finally said Valkyria, a new Valkyria game on a home console, I was excited, man. I was thrilled because Valkyria Chronicles, there has been no game that's like that since that point, the way the combat works. The basic is is very similar to how XCOM works, but is messaged together. Active elements where every enemy unit has Overwatch on at all time, so they're always shooting at you if you're in the line of sight. So you have to be very quick and very tactical about where you move and how you decide to move. So there's a lot of these elements that is present in Valkyrie Chronicles, but in Revolution, they remove that combat engine entirely and they put something completely different. Now it's more of a hack-and-slash than you know, it's a strategy game. And that bums me out, dude. Because there's so many like, dumb little hack-and-slash games with no tactics involved. And uh, Valkyrie Chronicles is so unique in, a, in, a, in, the way, in the way it plays. For them to just do away with that combat engine entirely just, just seems like such a shame. Because like, they could have made like five, six more games with that exact combat engine. I'll be happy to play it because it is a joy. Uh, to control, uh, control that combat engine, but man, it, it, it bums me out. But I will say that uh, from a story standpoint, it's pretty interesting. a story is told from kind of uh, an after-the-fact kind of thing. You're, you're with your professor, right? And she's like a historian, and you're at a gravesite, and you're learning, basically, about the heroes, or rather these traitors, these five traitors, I think it's five, these five traders that betrayed your country, but ended up doing some things that uh, that benefited the country overall, so you're asking your professor about you know their the real accounts of what happened back then, so it's kind of going back in time and learning about these characters, what their motivations were, why they decided to start this war, why did they why they had such a uh, vendetta against this empire and learning it learning it in that way, I think is pretty fascinating. I like the characters they seemed interesting. But the combat is just not enjoyable. It seems very button-mashy. You just, you just wait around, you press X now and then whenever your little quick-time bar fills up. You use your skills, uh, you freeze time, you use your skills whenever they're available. It just... It feels very, you know, it's just kind of just button-mashy. Just, you just kind of go in there, you just kind of attack things. I barely ever use cover, which is something... And They cover all over the place. It's, it seems like they want me to use it, but... Uh, you know, I don't have any use for it because I just literally run up next to a guy, slash him a few times. If it's a boss, I'll stop time. I'll use skills on them repeatedly. They have huge health bars. They just kind of, kind of just kind of go at it. You know, like you're chopping up a piece of wood or something like that, and that bums me out. And also the graphics, the characters look like action figure dolls. You know what I mean? Like those, like they have like they have very generic looking faces. And because of that, they don't animate as well as the, uh, as the characters they did in the Valkyrie Chronicles with its unique kind of like pastel art style. So it has lost a lot of its charm. The combat engine is nowhere near as good and not, not, not satisfying to play really. But I am enjoying the story and I want to see how it ends. So there is at least that. But boy, man, I don't, I don't know what they, why they decided to go this direction with this series. Uh, it really bumps me out because. I think Valkyria Chronicles as a series really deserves another chance on the consoles. And they've noticed how well it's sold on PC, how well those PS4 remaster has sold. So maybe they'll understand that it's not about the name of the game. It's just about the, how it used to play and the characters that are involved. So maybe they'll go back to it eventually. But Valkyria Revolution, if you're thinking that this is going to be a Valkyria Chronicles kind of game, don't think that. It's not it's not the worst game I've ever played or anything like that, but every time I play it, I just can't help but feel just kind of you know you know ashamed because like man it's like yeah, I'd rather be playing Valkyria Chronicles one again, and that that, that bums me out. Uh, but the last game that I played has been on my backlog for ages, and uh, I've been thinking about playing it. I've been thinking about playing it, and one day I finished up Tokyo and I was like, I want to play something that is you know, kind of action based. So I I booted up Hollow Knight. Who's who's played or heard about Hollow Knight here?
2: Heard of it. I haven't played it. I've heard
4: of it. Yeah, I've heard of it. Oh, uh, that was on the sale, I think, wasn't it? Yeah, it's like $10 right now. Drew, do, do you've you heard, you heard or played this in
3: Never heard of it.
2: Oh, really? Okay. Um,
4: so Hollow Knight is kind of like this uh, 2D action game where you're kind of a uh, hack and slash kind of deal. But it's got this really gorgeous 2D sprite visuals and it's got what I would say a visual cohesive design. Where everything has this kind of insect motif to it. All the enemies that you fight, even your character model, the mask that he wears, it kind of feels insectoid in a lot of ways. The world uh, is huge, so if you played, I guess the simplest way to say it's kind of a Metroidvania game where you progress through areas, you get new skills, you get new spells, uh, uh, new areas open up. Controls are very tight and responsive. The combat is um, very fast-paced and satisfying and it just feels like a very good metroidvania game and there's no other way for me to put it and it has some elements like uh, i guess i guess you can't have a podcast without mentioning dark souls at least once right so if you do die you lose all the all your resources that you gather up and those resources are important because you use them to buy upgrades for your characters like you buy these equipment and relics and stuff like that that you uh, you get so when you die you lose all of them you go back to where you died and there's a phantom of yourself that you have to fight and kill to regain it so there is a there's a bit of element to that but it's mostly a metroidvania game you go through you fight giant bosses with Interesting, like fight patterns and stuff. I only put about two hours into it so far, but my initial impression is very good. I'm excited to go back into it. And to me, Metroidvania games, I get, I kind of have like a hunger for them once in a while. It's like I kind of feel like I want to play one of those games. I feel the same way about horror games. You know, sometimes I was like, ah, I kind of feel like I feel like I want to play a scary game. I'm not sure if you guys have any of these inclinations, but I certainly do. Uh, and I had one for Metrovania, and um, this one fills the gap, like, easy. So, if you're interested, it's on sale on Steam now for, I think, like, 25% off or something like that. So, it's not the deepest discount, but you have to realize this game is also very new. It only came out a few months ago. So, uh, yeah, if you're interested or if you're down for a Metrovania game, check out Hollow Knight. And uh, that's it for me.
1: All right. I'll wrap this up with some good stuff. Some good right. stuff. Uh, so the Zelda DLC dropped on Friday. All right. Uh, so I booted that game back up. Uh, there's a bunch of new side quests, a bunch of new armor that you can go get. Uh, I feel like I'm going to get sucked back into that world. Uh, but the biggest thing, and, and I haven't spent a lot of time with it yet. I plan on doing that this week. Um, but the biggest thing that they added was the path of the hero. And... This is another thing that Nintendo has done that I think everybody should do for every open world game ever. So it tracks, uh, they claim 200, but I think it's a little, I think it's a little longer. Um, hours of your gameplay on the main map. Uh, and even in the inside map, so like when you go inside, uh, different areas, it'll show you where you walked around in those areas. But it'll show you your entire path, it'll show you everything every place that you've been and it's just incredible to see the journey that I have taken through that game um, it also showcases a lot of places that I have not been that I need to go <laughs> uh, so that is a really cool feature uh, I'm excited to pick up some of the armor like one of the pieces of armor like makes korok Seeds like, easier to find So that's kind of cool. Um, There's a new item that you can get that'll let you teleport to that. So like you can place it. Like Dragon's Dogma, if you ever played Dragon's Dogma, uh, the fast travel system would let you pop a pin in the map, and then you could travel back to that. Uh, So they've added that item. You can place it anywhere in the world, and you can travel to it at any time. Um, So that'll be a cool thing to get. And there's also the Trials of the Sword, which if you played Zelda and you did Eventide Island... It's very similar to that. Uh, But every trial of the sword that you finish ups the damage of your master sword by 10. So I definitely want to do that. But yeah, that first DLC is not as bad as I thought it was going to be coming out of the gate. Uh, So that'll be fun to go back into Zelda and do some more stuff.
4: Uh, is is the map thing... Can you toggle that on and off? or yep. is it on? When you're in the map, okay. you just hit the Good.
1: X button and it'll pop it up, and you can actually rewind and fast-forward it, so you can move it forward and backward throughout your journey, mm. which is really cool. Also played... Crash Bandicoot. Oh, yeah. Tell yeah the Crash Bandicoot. The, no, it's Udwaga. That's what you said. Udwa. Um... That game looks really good on the PS4 Pro. <laughs> it's uh, it's full 4K. For for a
4: sure. show.
1: 4K. Yeah, it's sure. it's actually technically not 4K, which I think is hilarious that they're using that as their advertisement that it's 4K. It's,
2: mm-hmm. it, oh, that's funny.
1: Yeah, but it's not 4K. I think it's what do they say it's like 1440. But still, it looks really, oh, it looks really okay. fucking good though. Um. Also, people have forgot how hard those games were. <laughs>
2: <laughs> those games were hard.
1: They were very hard. Um, and one mistake means death. So, there you go. But no, the, um, going back to those games is really fun. It takes me back. Uh, I played a lot of those games when they came out. I'm currently working through the first one. Uh, and it's just I'm just so impressed at that, that, that the visual fidelity that they've put into this this. I don't want to call it a remake or a remaster. I want to call it a remake because it's it's definitely mm. new. Um, it, the, all the same design is there, but they've they've clearly done a lot of work to that game. Um, the, you know, three games in that package for forty bucks, with the upgraded visuals. If you can deal with, like I said, difficulty, man. It's not an easy game. It is a hard, hard game. Um, first few levels may mislead you into thinking that it's not a hard game, but once you get <sighs> Once you get to that first rock rolling level, you'll you'll get hit, and then the and then it just changes up, and there's a lot of really interesting stuff in that game. Um, I don't know that it's going to change your opinion because it's still Crash. If you didn't like Crash, you're probably still not going to like Crash. But if you did enjoy those games, this is this you know say what you want about Activision, but when they actually put work into their remasters, they're really fucking good.
2: Uh, modern... Unfortunately, this is like one of the first ones of actually. Well, well modern, modern Warfare. Modern warfare. But...
1: That's what I'm saying but is when, they actually, when they actually put. Oh, oh, of course, of course. If you're just reissuing the games in a higher resolution, that's not the work I'm talking about. I'm no. talking about when you put a team on it and do like Modern Warfare and this. Like, this is good stuff.
2: Um, and... Vicarious Visions, wasn't it? For this one. For the port, yeah. Yes, I believe so. They're pretty good. They're, they're like Blue Point. They're, they're that kind of caliber. Yeah.
1: Which, you know, I keep forgetting, but they did announce the Jack games are coming to PS4 this year.
2: Mm. And one of them's free if you get Lost Legacy, the first one, I think.
1: Yeah. And it's all three games and the racing game, which makes me even more upset that Crash Team Racing is not in this collection because it's so fucking good. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, they'll do a DLC of Crash Team Racing. That's what I want. Give me that. Uh, I also checked out uh, Marvel Heroes, finally launched on console, like official launch. So I booted up some more of that. That game's still cool. Uh, I played Poi, which I've talked about several times on Twitter. Um, that game kind of came out of nowhere, and I'm looking, you know, looking at screenshots. I'm like, this doesn't look all that great. It looks like one of those cheap, you know, Unity games that's probably not very good. Uh, and then I played it, and, man, that that game feels wonderful. Like, the controls feel good. Um, there's so much copied from Mario 64 in that game. It's not funny. Like, your character even has, like, a triple jump, and they, they kind of yell, woohoo when they do the third jump. <laughs> um, the overworld takes place in the sky, so you're, like, on this airship. Um, and eventually you'll get, like, a, a paraglide parachute. That you can float around the sky in. So it's got kind of that breath of the wild thing going on. Uh, And you use that parachute to like travel between the different unlocked uh, airships in the sky. Uh, You have to collect medallions which serve as essentially stars. The more you collect, the more levels you open up. Uh, Every level has a hundred coin medallion. Because of course it does. Um, It even has like the grates that you climb on for mario sixty i mean it's so much mario sixty four in this game, and while you know you could go play mario sixty four somewhere there's ways to play it it is nice to have this especially on things like pc and xbox where you don't get a lot of these kind of games and when you get one that's made this well i i really i really just appreciate it um, and it's super fun to play. Uh, i'm I'm having a ball with it I'm about three hours into it. I think I'm on the second area uh, but just really really having a fun time and there's like upgrades you can buy in the game so you can buy like a shovel that allow you to dig up uh, fossils which are collectibles uh you can you can get a compass that will allow you to see all the air all the the points on the map uh, you can get a magnet that pulls coins and items into you from further distances. Uh, you can get a camera so you can take selfies because, of course, you can. <laughs> um, but it's no, it's it's really really good. If you enjoy those kind of games, like I do, like I have a huge nostalgia boner for for Mario sixty four and games that are similar to it. I usually always enjoy, um, and this one is one of the higher quality ones that I've played. So if you if you enjoy those games, it's twenty bucks on console and it's totally worth it. Um. And then yeah, like like we talked about earlier, I played Micro Machines. Lots of uh, lots of Overwatch. I did play the Necromancer for about ten levels, so I can't speak as much to it, of course, as Drew can because he spent a lot more time with it than I did. Um, but it's a fun character. Uh, it was it was it felt good to get back into Diablo, for sure, because that game is still really fucking good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I think that's about it. So.
3: I got one more thing I forgot to mention.
1: Go for it.
3: Uh, I played another game for review called Get Even.
4: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You kept mentioning that, but you never went into details.
3: Oh. I totally forgot. Yeah, uh, Get Even. That game came out of nowhere, and it's very surprising how good that is. What is it? It's a little bit of everything. So, what? essentially, you would think that this is a first person shooter. If you watch any videos or look at a screenshot you'd be like oh there's you you see a hand with a gun and that's you shooting guys that's not really the main game the main game is kind of it's more of like a puzzle investigation game with some combat thrown in so this has some of the weirdest premise i've ever seen um and I wouldn't say it's a spoiler because it happens probably within the first 20 minutes of the game.
4: Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm actually going to play this game so I'm going to you know, bow out for a second. Okay. Right.
3: Um, You play as a guy who is inside of an insane asylum. Uh, it's kind of like a run-down place and he's being experimented on. Uh, he, he wakes up and finds that he has a virtual reality headset strapped to his head and it's like this weird it's making him go through his memories he doesn't know who he is or what has happened um and there's a guy talking him through all of this and as he's going through this insane asylum he will find things that jog his memory and then you start a level of one of his memories The sound design and atmosphere in this game is bar fucking none, man. I'm telling you, it's some of the coolest, creepiest fucking shit. So it has horror elements to it. And the way the music and the sound plays into the gameplay itself is so freaking cool. Um. It's hard, it, like I don't know how to describe this game. It's because it's it's just it it's so weird, um, because you don't know what's real. You don't know if what the hell's going on, like in this insane asylum. You're trying to figure that out. You so you have like investigation tools. Like you use your cell phone. You can like scan for DNA. You can scan for. um uh, you have like a UV light that you can like find clues and stuff for, and that's that's brought into the puzzle elements of it. And then, of course, you have different choices. Like at the very beginning of the game, you you run into a guy who's like, "Hey, let me out! You have the controls. You can let it. You can let me out of this place." And if you let him out, that has consequences. It's the same way if you play a certain level, certain memories, and you start just killing guys willy nilly, it has effects whenever you come back out of that memory so you alter reality kind of it's so strange and just i don't know like it took me by surprise like it just it really did i thought it was like i i, I thought this was going to be a generic first person shooter but it turned out to be something completely different
1: now this is the game that they delayed due to a shooting or something like if i remember correctly because it was supposed to come out like a month ago, and then they pushed it back a month because of an incident that happened. I think that's, I think that's this game.
3: Hmm, that may be the case. I'm not certain.
1: So I'm just kind of curious why, like, what there's got to be something in that game that is that was similar to that event. I'd have to look it up.
3: There's multiple things in those memories. You find out that the character you're playing as. May not be the best of people.
1: Ah, okay. Well, I'm interested. I I have this game. I played up through, and you know Jay's not back, so I played up through the point where you defuse the bomb on the girl.
3: Okay, so, so you, that's that you you haven't even reached the insane asylum yet. Okay, okay. That's basically what happens before he reaches the insane asylum. So that happens. You don't know what the fuck happened. And now you're in this insane asylum. This guy saying you need to go around and figure out who you are and what memories you remember, and that's where the game basically begins.
1: Hmm. No, I will have and, to go back to it.
3: And when you're running around this insane asylum, I'm telling you right now, anybody who plays this game, play it with fucking headphones on, <laughs> because the the way the way, like I said, and you got a little bit of it whenever you were going through the, that tunnel trying to get to the girl. Yeah. The way it plays, that it starts out, and it just keeps getting louder and louder and louder until you finally reach where you're supposed to be. Yeah. The way they use that kinds of sounds and the way the music kicks in, and then later on, there's a part where you're hearing people chanting, and it eventually turns into something else, and it gives you the fucking creeps. It's so good. Like I, I it's I, seriously, it came out of nowhere. And it took me by surprise. I thought this was going to be another... You know what it looked like when looking at the screenshots? I thought it was going to be black. Another game kind of like black. But no, this game is not that at all.
1: Back when Criterion made good games. Made by the Mm -hmm. Farm 51.
3: The music and sound design was by the guy who did Remember Me.
1: Farm 51. I'm looking. They haven't made a game since 2014. When they made Painkiller Hell and Damnation.
3: Oh, I played that one too.
1: They also made the really shitty Deadfall Adventures. Remember those?
3: I don't remember that.
1: Yeah. It was like a third-person adventure game trying to be Indiana Jones, if I remember. Hmm. They were not very good.
3: Well, this one's actually pretty decent. Outside of that, uh, the only
1: thing these guys have made is is Painkiller.
3: Painkiller. Well... I actually talked to the guy. I, I tweeted out saying that uh, you should play this game. And then a lot of like the guy who made the music for the game followed me on Twitter and was t- talking to me about it. And, some, and I was like, dude, you do some great work. So, All
1: right. Yeah. Cool. Well, Somebody tell Jay he can come back. <laughs> should, we, should we text Jay? Yeah. Say, Jay, you can come back now. All right.
3: I didn't spoil anything.
1: No, no, but it's still, that's, it's not what you think it is, so it's cooler if you just experience it, I guess.
3: That's true, yeah. Yeah,
4: yeah, that's that's what I figured, that's why I do not want to hear anything about it. Because it seems like a lot of the interesting parts of that game comes when you don't know it's coming, you know, one of those things? Because you go in thinking that it's going to be a generic first-person shooter, and then you get all these different things, and then you're like, ooh, that's interesting. So I kind of want to get that first hand. I'll play that later.
1: All right, so let's talk about what's coming out this week. It's a, this is a little slow week. Um, yes. That's you,
3: me, you. Yeah, it me. That's you. It's you, Drew.
1: That's a game called That's You. I have no idea what it is. Oh,
2: Jesus!
3: Um, it is. It,
2: it is the the first game in the series of those Sony games that include that you need your smartphone for. So, it's think it's the one where you've got, you can, you've got, like, you use a selfie camera on your phone to oh, dress Jesus up Christ. that thing. Yeah, I think that's the one. Fuck off. Uh,
1: Lego Worlds Classic Space. I'm assuming that's DLC. Uh,
2: Call of Duty. Oh, that's for, yeah, yes. That's the one you, you get the Spaceman outfit or something. Sure. Something like that, Is gonna... it free? Mm, probably not.
1: Yeah, fuck. Uh, Call of Duty Infinite Warfare Absolution of, uh, yeah, Call of Duty. Is, uh, is
4: it a map, map pack or a
1: story thing? No, they never do single-player okay. DLC for Call of
4: Duty. I don't know, man. Maybe they start something new.
1: Nah, nah you, they released a single-player DLC this week in retail form. You can buy a Modern Warfare remastered now for $40. <laughs> <laughs> but, but wait, their, their FAQ said you couldn't. We all knew that was a lie. We could. We, yeah, of we course said it we did lie, man, last year. Of course. Uh, Toby, the secret mine. I don't know what's in that secret mine, but I don't think Toby should go in there. I'm just saying. <laughs> Fuck, that's that's it for those systems. Let's switch over. Is anything on the Switch? Nope.
4: <laughs> Nothing on the Switch, huh?
1: Nope, 3ds. Uh there's four games coming out on 3ds. Woo. Huh. Uh, <gasps> Crawler's Game Pack. Stack 'em High. Table Tennis Infinity. All capital letters, by the way, for that game. Uh, and finally, Kirby's Blowout Blast.
4: There are a lot know. of Kirby games. There
1: is a lot of Kirby games. That that let's let's look at the PC for the fun name of a game. But that's all the. uh, There's a couple good ones on here. We got Redneck Rampage Possum Bayou. That's coming out this week.
3: (laughs) Is that a sequel or
1: something? I don't know what that is, but that's coming out this week.
3: I remember Redneck Rampage way back in the day.
1: Yeah. Uh,
2: There's. Redneck Rampage. Wow.
1: Insectophobia, Episode 1.
3: Episodic.
4: (laughs) Yeah, episodic
1: (laughs) Insectophobia, baby. Yeah, okay. Uh, Robo Critters. That's pretty good. Uh, that's, that's yeah, man. That's not a good week. <laughs> oh no, wow. man
4: i i welcome I welcome July with open arms. I want to be able to like not play like too many new games. Just go back to some old ones that I wanted to play for ages.
1: There is some interesting stuff hitting at the end of July, but yeah, the beginning of July is yeah. yeah.
3: So I had to look this up because I remember Red Knight Rampage. Uh, Red Knight Rampage originally came out in the 1097. Yeah, uh, There were multiple um, Other games Redneck Rampage The Early Years Redneck <laughs> Rampage Sucking Grits On Route 66
1: I remember that I played that game
3: <laughs> Redneck Rampage Rides Again Sure And then there's Redneck Deer Hunting
1: Oh yeah
3: Deer Hunting Is a hunting game Using the same engine And previous games In the series there's also compilations of Redneck, Ice Chest of Value, Redneck Rampage, Redneck Rides Again, Dual Jewel. Hell yeah. The Family Reunion. And then there is the Redneck Rampage Collection. And so, apparently there is a new one coming out. All right. Okie dokie.
1: All right. Let's do some news. Um, I did play some Injustice 2 this week, and they put out a new patch. The July update is out. There's a very big change in this update that should make everybody happy. So now when you go to open loot boxes.
2: Loot <laughs> boxes.
1: So let's say you open a bronze one, you know you have to hold the button, opens up. Mm. As soon as you're done now, you can just hit the X or square button and immediately open the next one.
2: Oh god, thank god for that. Oh boy.
1: No animation,
2: just boom 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 boom.
3: That's how you wanted that. Yeah. I, I have to bring this up again because I have went on a I have went on a redneck rampage. Um, <laughs> so the people who made Redneck Rampage was called Gray Matter Interactive. This, right? Yes, Gray Matter Interactive. Yeah, who then eventually turned into Treyarch. There you go. <laughs> wow. So the guys who helped make Call of Duty made Redneck Rampage. It's it's a, it's a
4: logical evolution of Redneck Rampage.
3: Yeah. Because they also helped make Return to Castle Wolfenstein, which is a great game.
4: Yes, <laughs> Once yeah. again, another logical evolution
1: of Redneck Rampage. Absolutely.
0: <laughs>
3: oh, great.
1: Oh, you can tell it's a slow news week when this is one of the headlines. Uh, Shinmu 3 gets an updated logo.
4: Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle White. Right. The bigger news is that they're going to be showing stuff at Gamescom.
1: Yeah, probably wireframe models.
4: Maybe, maybe they'll have a trailer. I don't know.
1: Well, that game's never coming Let's out. See. maybe when it does, it's gonna suck. So nobody cares.
4: Yeah.
1: Sure. You want to show how much of an Overwatch fan you are? You need to buy that new Diva statue. Overwatch's next statue in its official line is 19 inches tall, and clocks in at a low, low price of 450 dollars.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and someone will buy it.
4: Someone well, will buy it. It'll sell out. I, yeah, it's gonna sell out. Those are like hand painted and modeled and stuff. It's super so, nice. Yeah. Uh, it is really nice, sure. I
1: mean if you wanna if you want to talk about the, the commerce of Overwatch, did anybody try to get one of those hoodies that went out this week? Oh. Nope. Yeah. I got mm. one, but it took forever.
3: <laughs> oh you did get one. I got one, yeah. Which one did you get?
1: Lucio baby. Mm. Nice.
3: Good choice.
1: That was that was the best looking one for me. I really like the look of that one.
4: I actually don't know what the hoodies look like. Let me. See.
3: I don't either.
1: Yeah, they're they're pretty slick. There's only. Were eight, they from? Uh, Jinx. Jinx. So there was that's only right. eight at the. Uh, they're doing the rest of the characters next year, and I will certainly get the Junkrat one because, of course, I will. But the first series was like Lucio, Roadhog, Reinhardt, uh, Diva, uh, Zarya, and Genji. I think was all of them.
4: Oh, Lucia one's pretty sick, man. Yeah, I, I oh, like Gen- that one. Genji's pretty good,
1: Yeah, too. the Genji one's nice, but I don't play him a lot, so I felt it yeah, was kind of yeah. weird to pick oh, that Oh,
4: dude, actually, most of these, are really, the Roadhog one with the, the yeah. wild
1: hog power in the back that's sick. Yeah. The, I can't find any the of The Reinhardt one is really good, I'll, too. I'll link
4: you on the, on the thing, hold on. Yeah, they're really uh, slick. These, these are good.
1: Yeah, I really, really like those. Now, I won't be able to get oh. it till September, but I did get one, so... Yeah, those are nice. How uh, much are these? Sixty bucks. Eh, That's reasonable. Bad. Yeah, yeah. So, anybody who has a PlayStation VR, you can download yep. a free Spider-Man Homecoming virtual reality experience, and it's out now. I have already done that. I've heard it's pretty cool.
2: I've not yet tried it, but okay. you know, it's free. so Why not?
1: Yeah, I've heard it's pretty cool. Uh, Games with Gold went live, so you can go download Grow Up, I think is what it's called. Grow Up. And Kanan yeah. Lynch 2, Dog Days. Oh, hey. I played through wow. that game, I didn't hate that game.
2: That's, uh,
4: that's a very mediocre list of games. Yeah they, I, were, yeah,
1: they were both mediocre games, but they were fun to play through.
4: Yeah.
1: Uh, here's a weird one. Evo's coming up, right? Yes. Uh, developer Arika is going to be showing off a new game. If you don't know who Arika is, they're those guys oh. that made Street Fighter EX, baby. <laughs>
4: I wonder it'll be the, uh, the the April Fool's joke turned real reality. I think it you is, know? but I yeah, will, that, I will that, be, be there. Sick.
1: I'll be there day one. I love Street Fighter EX and Street Fighter EX 2. Those were great games. Be- very underrated games,
4: man, I gotta say. I really enjoyed those games. Yeah. They're
1: fun. I didn't like 3 as much. I thought it was a little... Not, yeah, it wasn't nearly as good as 1 and 2, mm-hmm. but I love 1 and 2, those were fun games. Uh, lots of stuff about the Zelda DLC. Obviously, there's lots of hey, where to find this, where to find that, where to find this, where to find that. Uh, what else is going on? Uh, well, there
2: was the um, are you going to get to it? The SNES. Nice.
1: Oh yeah, we'll talk about that. Uh, that's yeah. going to be a conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, Lawbreakers open beta, so you can go check that out. That is yeah. live. That's live. Uh, Starcraft remastered gets a price date, uh, or sorry, a price and a date. Uh, it'll be fifteen dollars. That's good. Which is incredible. Uh, it'll support widescreen, four K. So yeah. Uh, what's the date? August fourteenth.
4: I, I am personally offended by the fact that Drew has not played the original StarCraft and I will force him to play this game, one way <laughs> or the other.
3: The remaster? I've got the original.
4: A remaster. Remaster.
3: Yeah. What's the I mean, is there a big It's I
1: mean,
3: I
4: mean it'll be an incentive. Are you playing through the original right now? No. Exactly. It'll be an incentive. We'll make you review it or some shit. I will yeah,
3: definitely
1: I will be definitely Buying and playing a lot of that game.
4: Yeah, I have to buy it. It's it's a national policy. If you're Korean, you have to play StarCraft.
2: I've never played it. It's so good. Really, John? Never played StarCraft? Yeah. No, it's because it's, it's an RTS. So I've never really sort of got into it. But maybe at that sort of price point, might be worth. Well,
1: you can get the original for free. That's true. You
4: can. Well, uh, yeah, true. But what the remaster does is that it opens up the door for people to be incentivized to check it out. Because the original, as, as, as much of a classic it is, and it still stands to the test of time, with it's kind of like you know sprite work and all that jazz, but uh, the remaster is going to make it look a lot nicer, and I think that matters to a lot of people. Especially if you don't have the nostalgia that we do, we can look at the old like StarCraft graphics and say, like, oh yeah, this looks super good. But if you're looking at it for the first time, you're like, "Wow, this is really ugly." I get yeah. it. You know? <laughs> so when you when you get the remastered and it's only fifteen dollars, comes with the original StarCraft along with Brew Wars and everything else with online you know play uh, supported on the Blizzard app. That's that's a good that's a good deal. And there. it's
2: it's um it's cross play as well with the old version if I remember it's right. The same, I'm sure they said
1: it's literally the same game underneath.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. so that's well, that's also super cool. Yeah.
1: Yep. Super Bomberman R got a new patch this week, which included Simon Belmont and Pyramid Head. Because those are guys you think about when you think about Bomberman.
4: Of course. Yes, they are. Fucking Konami.
1: Oh, Konami. You make me sad. All right. So, let me see if I can find. I want to see the whole list because I want to go through it. Uh, uh before
4: you before we go into that, go ahead, go ahead. I'm gonna find the list. Yeah, of yeah, games. yeah. Uh, there's a uh, if you guys know about the Summer Games done quick or the GDQ in general, it kicked off today, actually. So if you're interested in speed runs, and I think I think uh, speed runs in general has uh, gotten a little bit more mainstream than they used to be, and you know, garnering a lot of attention from news outlets and uh, and the like. Generating uh, more than a million dollars, basically every every event nowadays uh, for the GDQ stuff, and uh, it's kicking off with some pretty uh, pretty interesting lineup of games. They're doing Near Automata as a as a first game, followed by Halo, and then they're doing like Alderstraiget Vault, and then later down they're gonna do games like Luigi's Mansion, Metro Prime, Castlevania, and things like that. So if you're interested in speed runs, then you ought to because speed runs are fascinating to watch because the mm-hmm. way they break those games and the amount of skill and finesse it takes to do a lot of those techniques and uh, techniques that they use to skip a lot of time. It's it's fascinating. I always, even when I'm not watching it, I like to have it in the background. Sometimes I just kind of glance over and it'll just catch my attention, because what they're doing is so interesting. So, go ahead and check that out. They're they're at uh, gamesonquick.com, so you can uh, have a look. Uh, Aren't they
3: aren't Hmm? they closing out the show with Earthbound?
4: Good question. Let me check what the last game is. It is, the last game is Earthbound, so... Maybe you don't watch that one, Drew. <laughs> yeah, I know, because <laughs> uh, you're uh, you're gonna be playing that. But they they have basically a lot of lot of games that you might be interested in, like Legend of Zelda, Majora's Smash, Super Mario sixty four, Dark Souls three, Diablo two, Titanfall. Like uh, they have new games to the uh, entry as well, like Super Hot. Uh, that's a game that I don't think I've ever seen. They also beat games like Final Fantasy VII in like seven hours. So, you know, those the way they go by doing that is pretty interesting. You got that list already up, Ken? Yeah, I'm good.
1: I'm ready. All right, let's go. So, in the most unshocking news of all time, Nintendo announced the Super Nintendo Classic Edition. Uh, it is scheduled to drop on September 29th of this year. It will be available through the end of the year, and that's it. At least they're telling you up front this time.
2: Yes, that's what, that's what I took away from that. It's like, going to be just as hard to find but at least you know that now.
1: Yeah, and they also said they are going to have more of these available than the NES Classic, so that's good. Uh, It retails for $80 and comes with two controllers, which I can't tell, I haven't been able to tell if the the X and Y buttons are concave. They better be. They fucking better be.
2: Uh, Two controllers is smart, with Street Fighter being on there. Don't spoil it, John! John! What? I'm, just, I'm about to go like through those. the list. Son. Oh no. I, okay. Um <clears throat> On before we get onto the list, we are all in agreement that the PAL version is the best-looking console of all time.
1: No, I like the US version.
2: yeah oh, there's something wrong with you. No, nah, it's an empty it, uh,
1: box. I grew up with it. That's is is jam. the PAL
4: version the one that looked like the Famicom? John, is that yes, what that is? Yes,
3: but it's got the <laughs> coloured
1: buttons on it. Yeah. What the okay. fuck is that? Who is be, who is drumming on their desk?
3: It's probably me. me typing. Sorry, oh, okay. <laughs> Jesus Christ.
1: It's not like you well, were, I, you I, were I, writing a song for us, Drew. I wanted to know what it was called.
2: I'm sorry, oh, but yeah, I, I definitely Rampy. think it's, it's called I want, "I want to Rock Your Body." <laughs> the PAL version is the best version. The best, best, and then of no console ever
3: made. The Break of Dawn. Until the
2: Break of Dawn. No, John. No.
4: Yes. Sir. Yes. No. Oh, I want to rock looks are very, very <laughs> subjective. I'm afraid, John. So, um, you know, like as as much as you love the way that looks, you know, it doesn't, doesn't make a fact.
1: I grew up with the box. I, I want the box.
4: <laughs>
1: you know, that's, that's an interesting
4: conversation to have. But I think um, we should probably I'm see super it
2: happy time. though that they are at least honoring the the regions that they came out in. I think that's super cool of them because they could have just put out the Japanese version or the the US version and across mm-hmm. the, the globe. I think that's really super cool.
1: Alright, so in America, where things matter... Uh, yeah. the, uh, the the only place where things matter. Right? Uh, well, the Europeans are getting the same game lineup. Japan's getting different games. Um, okay. But in America there are 21 games total on the system. Dang. There are actually 20 games and then a bonus game, which is Star Fox 2, which we'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, but the official lineup is Super Mario World. One of the best games ever made. Super Mario Kart One of the best games ever made. The Legend of Zelda Link to the Past. Quite possibly the best game ever made. (laughs) Uh, F-Zero. That's a pretty good game. Uh, Super Metroid. That's one of the best games ever made. (laughs) (laughs) Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo. Or sorry, Street Fighter 2 Turbo. Not Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo. Uh, Which Which is is weird. Which is weird because the Japanese version gets Super Street Fighter Mm. 2. So... That's weird.
2: License an issue, but you wouldn't have thought that would have been a problem. Capcom, Capcom, aren't they? uh,
1: Yeah. Super Punch Out. That's a good game. Super Castlevania 4. It's a good game. Donkey Kong Country. Mega Man X. uh, Kirby Superstar, which is eight games in one cartridge. Final Mm -hmm. Fantasy 3. Yes. That's pretty good. Uh, Yes, it is. Kirby's Dream Course. Which is uh, a neat game. What is that? It's like a golf game.
2: Really? <laughs> yeah. It's, really? Wow. It's, it's okay. really,
1: really kind of cool. Trust me. Oh, wow. Uh, Star Fox. The original. Super Mario World 2. Yoshi's Island. Super Mario RPG. Legend of the Seven Stars. Contra 3. Cool. Yeah. Contra 3. The Alien Wars. Secret of Mana. Cool. Earthbound, and quite possibly one of the broken, most broken and hardest games of all time, Super Ghouls and Ghosts.
2: <laughs> yeah, good luck with that.
1: Uh, and Star Fox 2 is unlocked when you finish the first level of Star Fox.
2: That's weird.
1: And it's, <laughs> um, it's interesting because Star Fox 2 was never released.
2: No, it wasn't.
1: Uh, that game was supposedly finished Nintendo opted not to release it due to comparisons between the Super Nintendo hardware and the uh, currently released PlayStation hardware.
2: <laughs> what a daft thing to do.
1: Yeah, but uh, apparently they are polishing it up, finishing it off, and putting it out on this system. So, Which is
2: super cool. It is.
1: Hey, super, super cool, right?
2: Super, super cool. Super cool So we are all going to be under the uh, assumption that whoever did it with the the classic Nes is going to break the SNES apart in a week, and you're going to be able to put anything you want on it. Well, of course, it'll be it'll be about four hours it'll take. Yeah, I'm so, I'm yeah. so glad about that because there are some things that are missing, although they're not classics. um When I had my SNES, the game that I played the most by a country mile was SimCity. And I really want to go back and play that. Just an FYI, I, would, I would consider
4: you... SimCity a classic, man. That's the OG. Yeah, man. but
2: you wouldn't see it as a classic in in the sense of some of those games on that list. But to me, it's got a, a, a place in my heart, and it would be super cool if I could go back and play that on a on the NES Classic. Well,
1: you do know that you can put Super Nintendo games on the NES Classic, right? New? No. Yeah, you, you can put Super Nintendo Genesis.
2: Lots of oh, because the... it's just literally a, a chip, isn't it? Yeah, yeah a simulation.
1: Yeah. yeah, so you don't uh, need this if you want to go play Sims I'm right? kind. Of,
2: no, no, but I'm kind <laughs> of a purist. I'll, I'll, um, I'll leave those for the sets because obviously four yeah. buttons is better than two. Yeah. Um,
1: also, the
4: L and R trigger. No, the, the, the controller. Let's be frank. It's much nicer to hold. You know, oh, of than course. NES NES the NES yeah.
2: controller is, is. It'll dig into your hand. Yeah, and make it's painful. Oh, and apparently, the leads are going to be five foot long this time. Yeah, it's still not long enough. Okay.
4: Well, it's, still, it's certainly a lot better than the one with this classic. It's, it's, it's four feet longer, is what you're saying. That's nice. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Okay.
1: Polishing a turd still means it's a turd. Five feet's not yeah. enough. So <laughs> It's
4: enough for me. Let's look at the price point, right? So the NES Classic was $60. Came okay. with how many games? Like third, 40 games or something 30, like that? 30 something? 30. 30 games. So we're getting an extra controller. And we're getting about nine less games.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm. That's that interesting. Right? Now, to me, this... I mean, obviously they're not selling anything yet, but that sounds like, well, why would they do that? And I can only think that maybe this time they're putting a store in. No. No, they
4: won't. 100% no. No, they're not a the they, the store. The no. reason why they're doing it is because they'll, they'll, they'll sell.
1: It's going to sell. $80 yeah. is going to sell. And to be it's fair, 30 NES games, most of those games you're going to play for five minutes. A lot of the Super Nintendo games, some of these games are like 60, 70 hour games. Mm. I mean, there's a couple of those on the NES Classic, but there's a much larger collection of them on the Super Nintendo Classic. But but Jay's yeah. right? It's totally because you're going to pay it regardless. Yeah, so. I'm happy entirely based
2: um, I mean, this is the the price in the UK is the same. It, I paid seventy nine ninety nine for for the SNES Classic, and I'm going to pay seventy nine ninety nine for uh, for my two. I've got pre-ordered just in case. Um, this John. But are we going to talk about that? Because I think that's the bigger news. I know for you guys, they've completely eliminated that with the fact that you can't pre-order it. Yes. But in the UK, there was a big old problem um, that they sold out within minutes of going up on all of the main locations. So Amazon, Game, um, Argos, um, Event, which is another chain, of, um, like, it's another chain of stores in the UK. Um, they got some in, but they went relatively quickly as soon as people realised. And you go on eBay, £200, £250. I mean, this is a real big problem. And I think it's one of Nintendo's making because obviously the first run was so limited. Um, and we knew this straight out of the gate. As soon as they got released and... No one could find them anywhere. There was obviously a a whiff of a problem in the air. So they've done, I mean, they've said, oh, we're going to make some more. But that Mm -hmm. hasn't stopped the scalpers going straight for the jugular. And are we going to have that same problem where, all right, they might make some more. But even if they doubled production from the NES Classic, there's still not enough. Still not enough.
1: Well, the the issue, and I read an article about this last night, is that there's a lot of people out there who, to do scalp these things that pre-order them with bots
2: Yes, I saw that story as well which is disgusting but what can you do?
1: You, there's nothing you can do uh, and I wonder if the reason why they haven't started taking pre-orders in America is that Nintendo's trying to find a way to combat yeah. this
2: And that's the only reason I can think of for them not doing the pre-orders but then why do the UK get tra- treated differently where we could pre-order the thing literally minutes after they announced but- it do we honestly
4: think Nintendo cares who buys their system as long as they sell it? Do we do well, we think I they Well, I think care? they
2: should do because it it puts a stain on their reputation through just through the, the you know association with it, uh, especially when and again these images came up with the classic where people are desperate to get one of these things for their kids for Christmas and the eBays have got like stacks of twenty of them. Uh, oh yeah, buy this for two hundred dollars or three hundred dollars and. Just by association, I think it makes Nintendo look bad. Because... It does,
4: but I mean, we all recognize the fact that Nintendo's kind of out of touch when it comes to like you know, dealing with these stock issues and how you know how to deal with consumers and such, right? Well, so, I, I, I feel like uh, they've yeah.
1: gotten a lot better, especially seeing things like uh, them coming out and making the press statement about how the reason they're not doing the Switch thing on purpose—they're doing it because they're fighting with Apple uh, over some parts that are similar between the two machines. Uh, and they're trying to push them out like they're literally like increasing the, the shipping of the systems through the um, was it through airplanes as opposed to boats because they normally send them over on boats.
2: Yes, um, quicker. They're, they're basically opening all the channels that they can to get them worldwide. Yeah, well, I mean, that's the advantage with it being region locked is that they can do uh, not region locked. uh They can do that is that they can take shipments that would be normally uh, uh, units for japan and they can sell them anywhere but um and again you're right they've, they've been better about it and they are coming out and saying that stuff but it again it's i would have ra- i would have rather than not done pre-orders in the uk and do it on a first come first out so that cuts all the, the scalpers out they can't go online they can't use bots to pre-order all of these things. They would have to actually go to a physical store like a normal person. Now, it, no, the thing about it
4: is that bots still work in regular purchases. Even if you limit the purchase to like even one, you have multiple accounts that are wired up to a script. Yeah, but
2: people still had the ability to go into a brick-and-mortar store for those places. That, I mean, Amazon's a problem, and you would, but you would still have that ability. If there was no pre-orders, they would have to go to a brick-and-mortar store um, unless they use somewhere like Amazon because you know that that would be a better way to at least get some of the problem down because this is going to happen again no matter you know they're not going to have enough time to 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 make enough that this isn't a problem and because they've said it's only going to be produced throughout the end of the year this is a limited run and it's going to end up in tears again for people who do want Uh, one of these consoles, but don't want to pay through the nose to get one. And because that's what they'll end up doing. And it's that, you know, I've pre-ordered two. I pre-ordered two from two different places because I don't trust one of the places I pre-ordered from. I got one from Amazon and one from Game. And I don't trust Game because I've heard so many horror stories about pre-ordering and things like that. Um, So I got one from Amazon just in case. Now, if, if I get two, I will either donate one or I will sell it at the cost that I bought it at because I'm only doing this because I want to make sure I get at least one. I'm not going to scalp it on for stupid money on eBay, but it's still something that's, you know, it, it's it's not solving any real problem, uh, solving the problem of, you know, there are people out there like who, me who will, you know, do the, the right thing if they end up getting two. These scalpers are going to have 40, 50, 60 of them. And they're all going to go for stupid prices. And it's not fair for those people who want to, to experience, you know, a bit of nostalgia or want to introduce other people to a classic uh, area in their in their life for gaming. Um, they're going to pay through the nose. And it's ridiculous. Something needs to be done. And I think the, the uh, not allowing US pre-orders might help you guys over there.
3: None of this matters because... It doesn't come with throws in time.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, right.
4: doesn't, it doesn't it. come with Chrono Trigger. Not Oh uh, Chrono Trigger's a big
2: miss, I think. That would it's have been a
4: huge miss.
2: That would have that's one of those kind of games. I've never played Chrono Trigger, but I know the name. I know how After, after how,
4: they announced the list of games, Chrono Trigger was trending on Twitter. As as a thing that people were talking about because it was missing and it was so sorely missed. That's how yeah, powerful I, that game is for that system. And who
2: who owns that IPs at Square? Square. It's yeah, true. Yeah.
1: I still, you know, you guys can joke about saying it doesn't matter. I talked to my guy at GameStop. He's receiving twenty-five to thirty calls per day.
2: Jesus.
4: So yeah, yeah. So I, Chrono I Trigger, Chrono Trigger doesn't that, uh, matter
1: that much. No, but <laughs> it was <laughs> going to sell out
4: regardless because yeah, I apparent. I don't know. The thing about it is like to me, it's such a it's such a novelty item to the point where it's almost useless, and I uh, just kind of have it for decoration's sake. So when I when I learned that the NES Classic was so popular to the point where it was sold out everywhere, it was a like eye opening to to see that kind of demand for what it is essentially the same kind of thing that like you know secondhand dealers have been making for decades. So just to have it official made it so appealing to people, and the the rather limited stock and what what kind of effect that can have on a person's, person's desire to want. To do that desire to buy something because they just can't have it; they just want it even more. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah, I'm I'm over that idea. But boy, like, I would have considered buying the SNES Classic myself had it uh, had uh, Chrono Trigger in particular, because I think Final Fantasy three is my favorite RPG game of all time, like bar none. That's like that's not not even the contents for me. And Chrono Trigger is number two. So when you have the top two games that I love. And SNES, in general, is a, is a console that I think is probably the best. Like, I put it, you know, just it's just as good as the PS3, if not better, as far as the library of games that it produces. I don't feel that way about the NES. I don't feel that way about the Genesis. I don't feel that way about basically any other console, right? So just to have that thing as a, as a novelty item, but it has all these games that I like, and it plays them very, very well on an HDMI cable, you know, on my on my PC... I'm a, I'm a, on my on tv i would have considered it so to me it's not about that it's still it's not it's not appealing to people anymore because it you know doesn't have this game it would have gotten people like me like people that don't really want this to say like yeah you know what you know for for the sake of you know just having it for the novelty sake like that would have been it that would have been the pushing point for me so it does matter, but it, you know, I guess it doesn't really matter too much in the end because it's still gonna sell out. I was well.
1: gonna say it's cute. And... It's cute that you think you could buy one, Jay. I... <laughs>
4: I
2: I have my channels. If I really want something, I can get it. And do we think this is the start of like the N64 classic next year? Do you think that's gonna happen?
4: It'll probably be n n sixty four collapsing with like twelve games. I I
1: don't I don't know I I really don't know that, that there are some logistic things about the n sixty four that I make, think make it a little hard to do this. Number one, uh, but... number one, you could not sell that thing without four controllers. You just could. not That was the whole point of the n sixty four four controllers.
4: Maybe. Yeah,
2: but mate, I mean the thing is, is how I look at it is that. Um, I mean, the N64, I think, would be a a, a great show. Again, you're right, with something like they'd have to put um, Smash Brothers on there and they'd need four controls for that. But you look at the games that really stand out on the N64 outside of Mario titles, um, you know, like uh, Mario 64 which, of course, would appear on there. But Goldeneye, they can't put that on there. Nope. Perfect Dark, they can't put that on nope. there. There are a couple of games on there that you would think... I mean, Goldeneye, for me, that's more synonymous with the N64 than Mario because I played more of that. They don't own the rights anymore. They can't put it on. It would be amazing. It would be a super amazing coup if they could do that. You know, whoever owns rights to that now, Microsoft. whether it's Activision or... not. To Not to... Goldeneye, they No, do. no, not Goldeneye, but Perfect Dark, Banjo-Kazooie. Perfect Joe they do, yeah. Absolutely, Banjo. They can't, they're not going to use those. And at that point... I, well, mean, I bet I bet Microsoft
1: would let them for a royalty. Do you think? I bet you they would.
2: Yeah, why not? That's, it's not it's like a cool move to do, and, and Microsoft are in that kind of we're, we're for you know they, their tagline should be for the players because they are doing more than anyone at the moment. So that would be quite cool. It's, but it's for really? for, the, for the catching up is what they're the catching is. up. Yeah. yeah would would they really allow that? Yeah, I think so. Mm. Well, I'd love to see a, a mini. I mean, they would obviously get a royalty license, you know, oh, cool. yeah,
1: per As yeah. to Whether but...
2: or not Nintendo would want to pay them for that much for that, for that kind of world. Nintendo and Microsoft
1: seem to be alright right now. I mean, they're playing Minecraft
2: together. Yeah, as everyone should. Hmm. I would be interesting, because I, I would like... I know if they did, they would have to do it so you could pick a colour. Oh,
1: well, that you, yeah. That would be you did, you know, Each controller would have to be a different colour. You'd have to get a blue one, a red one, a grey one. You know, oh,
2: that would be... But uh, the thing is, I could do without having any more N64 controllers, because those things were... <sighs> Yeah, I talk about the Duke. You know, uh, those things were unwieldy thing as well. So they also
1: break very easily. Yeah, too. the analog stick was a piece of garbage on that thing. All right, so well, they will be it. interesting. Yeah, I'll be excited. I want one. I really do. So anyway, let's do some email. Let's do an email, and then we'll do some Twitter, and then we'll get out of here because it's already running late. Uh, this email comes from Sajad. He said the Jays are not silent in his last email, so I'm, I'm hoping I got that right. He says, hey guys, after watching E3 this year, I found myself going back to games I previously had no interest in, simply so that I could play the latest iteration in the franchise of said game. In particular, the trailers for the new Metro game and Evil Within 2 had me so intrigued that I knew I would get them day one, despite having any interest in their predecessors. Uh, I would then went on Steam and purchased both of the Metro games and Evil Within so so I'd have myself caught up before the sequels came out later this year. My question to you is, have you ever gone back and played a game for a franchise you had zero interest in simply so that you could be caught up for the next game in the franchise? Or would you just play the newest iteration regardless of whether or not you're caught up on the previous story so far?
3: Uh, yes, I did that with The Witcher.
1: Yeah, you did, didn't you?
3: In the, in, in retrospect, we should have skipped Witcher 1.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's what I told you guys. <laughs> because Mine that game a is... wonderful thing
3: that game rough. is rough. Uh Witcher 2 was really good. And uh I have yet to finish The Witcher 3. So there you go. But I did beat Witcher 1 and 2 in preparation for The Witcher 3. That's in fact that's what happened. We saw the trailer, the 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 real first trailer with that guy narrating saying The Witcher goes around looking for monsters and shit like that. And, and it for was me just three. I can't remember. It was the. It was was the trailer where it had the vampire ask like, "What year is it?" And he told him, and and he told him to fuck off. And I was like, "Okay, I have to get this game." But I have never played Witcher One or Two. Okay, well, let's do it for Phoenix Down. (laughs) So we did it for Phoenix Down, and yeah, I have yet to beat a game from 2015.
4: Uh, this reminds me of when my one of my friends started to really get into gaming. Bought a bought a PS4. Like the, that's like the first console that he owns now. He never owned anything else before this point. So he's like, I want to play Final Fantasy 15. Do I have to play the other 14 games to understand what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> Thank
2: God that's the resounding. And I was name. like,
4: Yes, of course you do. No, we'll see. No, speaking, I, speaking, I corrected him afterwards.
1: Yeah, speaking of Fall Phase 15, I'm hearing good things about the Prompto episode. I need to go play it.
2: Um, I'm going to wait for that to go on sale, because the Gladia, Gladius episode was like f- three or four quid, about two or three months after that came out. So.
1: The Gladius episode wait. just came out. It was only $5 when it came out.
2: Oh, maybe that was why I bought <laughs> it, because maybe it wasn't on sale. So how much is the Prompto?
1: It's five dollars. They're all five dollars. They oh, all come they all come in the season pass. Uh the Gladio DLC is super short and not very interesting. I didn't like that one. But I hear the Prompto one actually has like an open world. Hmm. So and there's like some side quests. They say it's about three hours if you do everything. So that's not too bad. And it takes place in an interesting time in that game that I want to know what happened. So
2: As as for me, I am um, I have I don't think I've ever done gone back to like a previous franchise because i'm interested in the sequel but i do plan on doing what he's doing and playing the evil within before two comes out hopefully because two looks super cool good luck on chapter 10 yeah <laughs> the
3: boss way. fight in the parking garage oh, uh, kids suck it that's that that, is that,
1: the worst. that
3: fight pissed me the fuck off <laughs> <laughs> okay thanks that's for the tip yeah
1: Oh, listen, Jay, it's not that hard. Because nothing's that hard to you, nothing's okay? Hard for hey, you.
4: man, things are challenging to me sometimes. Yeah, okay? every
1: time we say something's challenging, you're like, eh, it's not that hard. There's got to be something that I can agree on
4: as far as challenge goes. I'm sure we'll figure something out. All right,
3: let's put it this way. What's the most difficult game you've ever played, Jay?
4: Probably one of those arcade games that I played way back. That's one of those coin shoot 'em up games. Yeah. Oh, those are hard. Uh, yeah,
2: but they're designed to be because they want to see Yeah, they, they want yeah, your quarters. Yeah, quarters. They want your quarters.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Quarters. Oh, oh, speaking of this topic, I'm actually definitely going to go back and play Ori and the Blind Forest. Yes, you are. It comes out Son of a bitch. Yeah, I've had that game for ages. Every single person that I know is like, you got to play it, Jay. You will love it. And it's like they know the kind of games that I enjoy. And then I looked at you the said you like a
2: yeah Well, that game exactly. is, that exactly. game is yeah. so
1: good, though. It's just so.
4: And instead, I started Hollow Knight instead
1: of all. Yeah, you should I'm go play Ori. that I am. Yeah, I re- I am
4: I am a hundred percent. I'm I'm dedicated to this cause of uh, playing Ori in the Blind Forest before the Ori Two comes out, which is 2018, right? So yeah,
1: it is. It's not coming out this year.
4: But this is 2018, so I got time. But uh, yeah, I'm gonna play through that game.
1: Uh, just a shout out on the Twitter. Mo Beast started his play his uh, XCOM stuff, so uh, he's up. To, he tweeted us episode seven is up. So. Yeah, he's really knocking it in
4: there. So uh, uh, I watched the first two episodes, but I haven't uh, caught up to the other ones. Uh, if I have some time, I'll
3: check. I've out. only watched the first episode, and I get the feeling I'm going to die.
4: We're all, we're all, good It's <laughs> yeah, yeah. XCOM too. Yeah,
3: it is. It's XCOM. Yeah. yeah, that you know what? That's one of the hardest games I've played. It's fucking XCOM.
1: <laughs> yeah, XCOM two is pretty challenging. Right yeah. Uh, Curtis says, "Shout out to all of you guys. Love the work and dedication that you guys put in. Except for Drew, because he's never around anymore. Just kidding. Huh? <laughs> <laughs>
3: That's what oh, half the kid. almost married life will do to you. Uh, just wait. It's going to get worse."
1: Um oh god that tweet just made me boo okay well uh dustin says finally broke down about the witcher expansions during the xbox sale i know what i'm doing after i finish nier damn right those are good i need, I need to get to back it. i need to get back to those i'm like i said i'm halfway i think i'm halfway through hearts of stone
3: man i need to uninstall overwatch you really do i i i just need to do that true <laughs> The loot box change is coming next week. So. I know. I don't have to hold down a button anymore.
4: No, no, no. No more duplicates.
3: Yeah, but that's only for like level 400 and higher. I'm not even that high yet.
1: <laughs> level oh, I'm sure you getting duplicates all the time, though.
3: I do get a lot of duplicates. Yeah, so no more
1: duplicates. I, I opened five boxes this week and got three new items.
4: Yeah, exactly. How many
1: boxes? Five. five boxes. So that's 20, 20 items total. And what level are you? 412.
2: So you'll benefit.
1: I will benefit heavily. <laughs> oh.
4: <laughs> Speaking of high levels, I still level 1,900-something-plus guy yesterday. Holy shit. The what highest icon look like? It's, just, it's like this golden, platinum-looking fancy
2: thing. He's like popping out. Yeah, wow. the,
1: the highest guy that I've played with on Xbox was a
2: 960. Jesus. Yeah. I guess I'll... I, uh, problem is, is, the people I play with don't play anymore, so it's like... <laughs> I need to maybe get that on Xbox.
1: Yeah, come over and play with us. We'll play with you.
2: Me and play. Yeah, I think I might, yeah, I think I might. Me and k play almost every night. <laughs> I might I might wait for it to hit a sale again, because I know it, it goes on sale every so often. I mean, you're not going to like... I've met a
3: good good uh, group of people that I play on uh, PC with. Mm-hmm. It's one of Jay's friends, and then he... Grouped me up with a whole bunch of people, and I added them.
1: I play so much on Xbox that I start recognizing gamer tags now when we're playing. Oh, I do too.
3: <laughs> I recognize the exact same people every time.
1: Yeah, I see it. Well, because, it's, you know, we're in a tier that, you know, those people are also in. So we see them a lot, you know, anywhere between 200 to 500 levels. So, yeah.
3: <laughs> that, that reminds me of a fun anecdote. Uh, I was playing Destiny, and one of the guys in our group, we were playing uh, the Crucible stuff. And we were playing against a guy, and I wasn't even looking at the names, but we killed a guy. And one of the guys on my team said, R. Kelly, don't pee on me. I played with him yesterday. <laughs>
4: <laughs> that's a name that you'll remember.
1: You know? yeah. 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 There's there's some pretty good gamer tags out there that I've seen. It, it makes me laugh. There's at least one in every match that you're like, yeah. that's pretty funny. Uh, Dustin also says, "Little bummed. Valkyrie Revolution is just meh. I was hoping for a good game to revitalize that series." Same man
0: Same.
1: Uh, he says, "If Drew is on, I hope he talks about Get Even. That game has piqued my uh my interest, and I could and could be a great sleeper hit." Well, there hey, you go. This hey, is, is the tweet that made me. Okay, I'll just read it. Nivex says, "Who is wet by the idea of Carnage in the Venom movie?"
2: Yeah well to be fair um I was speaking to a friend about that when they announced that Tom Hardy was going to be Venom and I said well that means that Venom's going to have to essentially be an anti-hero and the only way you can make Venom look good is by pitting him against Carnage so I was not a surprise when I saw that that was going to be the main bad guy
3: so let me get this straight Tom Hardy's going to be Venom or is he going to be Eddie Brock He's going to be both Okay
1: And it has nothing to do with Spider-Man that comes out next week. Yeah,
2: that's going to be super (laughs) weird having like a Venom's own own movie. It's not in the same universe at all. But well, no,
3: because it's owned by Sony.
2: It's it's apparently it's not in the MCU, but it's not in it's it's not in the MCU, but it's in the same universe, which makes it's all very weird. But my. problem is, or what, I don't know how they're going to tackle the fact that um, if it's not in the MCU and Spider-Man's not going to be in it, then how do you explain the suit? Because obviously that's where the Venom comes from, essentially. So that's going to be a bit strange. I
1: don't know. Marvel made some huge mistakes with their licenses over the years,
2: and it's it sucks for fans it's, now. Yeah. yeah, It's not Disney's fault. I mean, they no, they you know, bought they it after the fact. They yeah. inherited the problems, but um, I I like the fact that Sony have have made that move so that they can get so Spidey into the the MCU. And from what I'm hearing, the mo- the Homecoming is amazing. Um, a lot of lot of good buzz about that. I'm looking forward to seeing that next week. But yeah, things like I mean, if you look at uh, Fantastic Four. I mean, that thing is, is just, Van it's por- never worked. Yes. Um, it's never worked. It really hasn't. And, but you, Fox aren't the comp- sort of company that would do a deal like Sony has done. And with X-Men, those things make money. That, they're not all been fantastic, but they make money. And of course with X-Men comes Deadpool and Deadpool is obviously their big thing at the moment. So they're never going to want to agree with Marvel about, uh, Joining the MCU in any kind of way, shape, or form.
3: Well, when is a shame, Kind of I wrapped think... up, though, because I mean, no, Logan... the new ones.
2: No, no new Logan. One
1: is... Logan is done, but yeah. they're still doing X Men.
2: The next one's like the Dark Phoenix storyline, apparently. So um, without
3: Wolverine.
2: Without Wolverine, yeah. So, yeah. <sighs> but then bear in mind that Logan is set in the future. Yeah, it so. takes place after
1: Apocalypse.
2: So. Yeah. So and they haven't even been clear as to which timeline that's actually setting i don't think um who god knows that thing's so confusing but although the
1: apocalypse has one of the best cameo scenes that scene is that scene is really good i don't want to spoil it for anybody who hasn't seen the movie but it's a scene when they're in in the military installation
2: oh i felt that was that was literally so that that could be in the trailer oh absolutely
1: Uh, absolutely but still yeah that was the it's, it's kind
2: of cool but I didn't I thought it was I thought that dragged that film a little bit out, out a little bit too long but but they, I mean I think Fantastic Four would be great going back into the MCU um, but they're not going to strike a deal Fox just isn't that kind of company
1: nope. so uh, Dustin says do you think Sucker Punch is working on a VR game god I hope not
3: I fucking hope <laughs>
1: not
3: when do we hear about it PSX PSX yeah, that's what everyone's betting
1: on yeah I think so I think Sony wants to you know pop that first part Gamescom they'll have a couple things but I don't think it'll be that but I think what
3: like, would you it's... be more disappointed with a VR game or a fucking infamous game a
1: VR game a VR <laughs> game dude I'll play infamous any, anytime I'll play another years. infamous I don't want one yeah. but I'll
3: play it I don't it. want one either but I will no, not. I wish they just make a new IP. You know, I hope they are. They yeah, have IP to be. The most
1: they have to be. I mean, you wouldn't take this long to announce another infamous game, right?
3: It's, it's true. You know what they'll do is they they Sony has to have another third person shooter that looks like The Last of Us.
1: Really? So we got to get a Days game. Gone.
3: Yeah, but I mean, it, look, remember I showed you that picture?
1: Yeah, they're all the same and, game, they're dude. They're
3: all the same fucking game, But and everybody just goes nuts over them.
1: Yeah, I'm kind of, I mean, I, I I'm know. sure I'll enjoy them, but I just don't, they don't excite me.
3: It's, this is like how I felt with Uncharted and like Tomb Raider and shit like that. I'm like, come on, it's the same game over and over again.
1: It's a
4: It's a third person action game, yeah. Yeah,
1: but their palettes are very similar.
3: Yeah, Yeah,
4: but if you take one screenshot, and obviously that was a screenshot trying to make a point, right? So you would obviously take the screenshot that would prove your point. So if you look at the other games and other places and where they go and how they play, it's different. So I understand your your idea look like we remember when we went through the whole thing with there's way too many first person shooters every game is a first first person shooter for the longest time. Now we're kind of going through that with a third person shooter. But like don't don't like I wouldn't discount games and say like wow these games are exactly the same just by some cynical screenshot some guy decided to take to make a like make a point whether that's valid or not. Well I felt I, that way I think before that's
1: the cynical screenshot just watching the trailers I'm like these are all have a very similar art style.
4: I disagree with the art style segment. I think they have very different art styles. But they do look the same in certain areas, sure, but I'm sure they'll play differently. I have very di- they have very different tones when it comes to tells telling a story, and that's what matters. Play different, have different types of story and atmosphere, and that's good enough. I,
1: I second, hope, I, I, hope I, so. I hope so. I hope so. That's what I'm saying. I hope so. I like but
4: uh, yeah, as you guys said, like I'm okay with it not being on the infamous games. I like Infamous. I like Infamous too. But when it comes down to it, Sucker Punch is an incredibly talented developer. So whenever a talented developer puts out something new, something that they're really passionate about, like how Naughty Dog with The Last of Us, I think it could be something special. And I feel that way with Sucker Punch as well.
1: Uh, he also says, ha ha, have you guys mentioned the new Fable game? A damn Hearthstone clone. I didn't know they had that character roster. I had a character roster that big. There's a lot of chickens. There's a lot, yeah, of, yeah. lot of chickens. In the, in,
4: the, in the tier of collectible card games, I think Fable is literally the last one. As far as a franchise goes to make a card game out of. Yeah, fr- the Skyrim <laughs> Elder Scrolls. Uh, it's fine. You have Witcher, Gwent. Fine. You know, you have, obviously, the Hearthstone, which is the big daddy at, at this point. And then you have Fable? That doesn't stand up to those on, on, the, on the same, same Let's wording. just say uh-huh. that
1: Fable seems to be cashing in on the wrong genres. Microsoft, just give us another Fable. A yeah. real Fable. But that's hard, Ken. No, it's Isn't really, that it's really not that hard. No, it's hard. It's really not that hard.
4: Without, without Mal and you, promising the world, will people really be interested in?
3: Yes, <laughs> I,
1: I would be interested in a new face. I like all three of them.
3: Also, we forget okay. about the actual Mac Daddy of the entire thing, which is Magic the fucking Gathering.
4: Well, yeah, there's that. See, the thing about Magic the Gathering is, from a digital standpoint, it nearly, nearly irrelevant. Even though, yeah, it is the originator. But when it comes to popularity, Hearthstone is just on un- un- unrivaled. In the East, Shadowverse is very popular. In Europe, especially, Gwent is becoming is picking up ground. Elder Scrolls is very, very new. I don't know where that's gonna go, but I don't think there's another. There's room, or there is enough like awareness for Fable to really like present itself as something that's gonna have any traction at all. I think that's dead in the water, frankly.
1: Probably his next tweet says the new Decidia looks like a hot mess when the first one came out that was going to be my fighting game until I played it and hated the system
4: yeah I never liked the Decidia fighting uh, engine system myself I found it really weird and kind of like really they make a, a lot of things tracking and automatic and I understand that there's still a lot of skill and strategy involved but from just like a casual playing uh, it didn't really feel that enjoyable to me maybe NT will be better
3: I played a lot of Dissidia back in the day.
4: Uh, how do you feel about this new one coming up, Drew? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yo, I, I, I do motherfuckers.
3: I doubt I'll play it. Y'all motherfuckers
1: okay. need to play Air Guys.
3: No, they don't. No, you don't. <laughs> That's a no, bad not game. That they really do
4: God bless the ring, though. You
1: know? Oh, God. I imported I it for that cloud. game. I imported yeah,
4: everybody that played game. I imported that
1: game. I imported that game. Oh, my God. Fucking
4: Sifteroth is overpowered, I think. Stupid Meteor. Wasn't Tifa in up it, too? Little. Yeah, she I was. think she was.
1: Uh, he says, "Glad to hear you're playing more Final Fantasy XIV." Ken, I'd rather hear about that every episode than effing Overwatch. Oops. <laughs> <laughs>
3: nah, man. Just...
1: Uh, yeah, Gotta I... give
3: yourself to the rhythm.
1: Uh, speaking of MMOs, I wish Final Fantasy XI went free to play. There's something about that game that I love, and I want to finish the last campaign. A lot of people love that game.
4: Yeah, it's very popular. Uh,
1: he wants to know how is Ever Oasis. I I don't know.
4: I played the demo. I thought it was uh, it was neat and cute, but it's not a game that... It's 2017, man. This is not just any year. You're competing with too much exceptional stuff. Uh,
1: since Canada just had their birthday and America's is coming up, what's the most Canadian game and most American game you've ever played?
2: Well, if... redneck, redneck, whatever it is. <laughs> Rampage yeah, but I American. haven't played that, see, so... True, I am not that yet. Yeah.
1: That's that's not the most american game duke nukem forever is the most american <laughs> game
4: ever made how about how about freedom force you guys remember that game you're it's talking like about tactical...
2: the the io game Oh yeah io yeah yeah,
4: yeah
1: that something. game was amazing but that was more like a red super dawn american. clone
4: yeah that's that's super american come on red dawn it's about liberating yourself from the
1: the Ruskies? saints row yeah. 4 that's pretty goddamn american <laughs>
3: Play plays the weird. president of the United States. Are you fucking right, mm-hmm. you sure. do? um, I don't know. Wolfenstein's pretty damn American. That's true. It is. It is very patriotic. I'm trying to
1: think of a Canadian game. South Park. I... <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
4: it did um, have that Canadian section, which was fantastic. Yeah. I
3: know that uh, Heavy Rain hired a lot of French Canadian actors to be in it. Yeah, but he was. Didn't he want to know about Emotion. a good game? Emotion. Mm-hmm. Emotion.
1: Yeah, the, but he just out? said most. He just said most Canadian games. That game didn't feel Canadian to me. I think Canada is better than that game.
4: (laughs) I I, I honestly don't know. I don't think I've played too many games that were made by Canadian people.
3: I think you have. You just don't realize it. Yeah, probably.
1: Ubisoft.
4: Uh,
3: Have you you ever played a Bioware game? (laughs) Are they Canadian? They're based in Edmonton. (laughs) Yeah.
1: <laughs> okay. Sure. They have an office in Austin, but yeah, they do. Still, well, what? doesn't
2: feel Canadian. Yeah, I mean, how do you define think... something as Canadian? Exactly. I don't. I but don't South know. South Park feels Canadian.
1: Well, that section of
2: the game. Yeah, I
1: guess. Which it's it's a stereotype, obviously, but.
3: Mm. So is, is there or... a game that takes place in Canada?
1: I'm sure there is.
3: All right, I'm <laughs> looking it up.
1: There's got to be a game that
4: takes place in Montreal.
1: Uh, right. The next series, while well, he's looking at that, uh, the next series of tweets comes from Blue Apple Blue, and they have some Witcher spoilers in it.
3: How oh. bad of Witcher spoilers?
1: Quest spoilers?
3: Oh, like they can be Witcher the Three. Yes. Uh, I'm through Act 1, but that's it. I've I done the Bloody Baron stuff.
2: Oh, God. I
1: think this is in reference to the Bloody Baron.
2: Okay which is one of the best quests in that game
1: so I'm going to read it if you don't want to hear Witcher 3 spoilers which at this point we're beyond the the thing
4: yeah I such a limitation yeah.
1: he says I finally restarted the Witcher 3 and I finished the quest where you throw a baby in the oven when do you mm-hmm. think western games are going to allow killing babies or kids last game I remember was Dragon Dragoon or Drakengard
4: if I remember correctly, you fake putting a baby in the oven yes. just to fool somebody. Yes. So you don't technically do it. So that's something.
2: I've, I think uh, the last game I played where the children were like an enemy was Dante's Inferno, because they had those hell babies. <laughs> yeah, so there was that.
0: School.
2: Awful. That's probably, yeah, I think that's a subject that they need to stay clear off, to be fair. Yeah,
1: that's not really something we necessarily need to do.
2: No. Uh you claim you claim yeah. that after
1: years of shooting people are in video games you got desensitized to violence in games. Did you try to test your stomach with videos of real deaths? No, who does that?
4: No, nah, dude, I I actively ignored those. I've yeah. seen some things pop up. It's like there's enough trouble in my life and like my general, you know, proximity that I don't have to go out and look for, you know, despair inducing things from the outside. Like that's just I'm good, man.
1: Uh, He says, do you think uh, if you watch too much real videos of people getting killed, it will desensitize you? There are some real sick videos on the internet. Rebel sniper headshotting a farmer because his village refused to join the resistance. Kill children. What the hell? No.
4: I watch game videos on YouTube. Yeah, mm. i watch i watch trailers of movies things that i'm interested in i don't really go out i understand that there are people that do and like i uh, most of them are of sound of mind but i think at some point there is a limit to what you can take in without it affecting you in some negative way and if you take in a lot of things that are bad like people getting fucking decapitated those things those videos are available people getting shot in the head they' getting people literally hang themselves until they die those videos are available if you want to watch them online but if you do watch a lot of those things yes you will get desensitized to that to the point where it'll like numb you to a lot of like ter- I don't know like terrifying things in the world and b whether you realize it or not it's gonna have an effect on your mind like mentally it's not good for you Nope. so i i recommend you kind of stop that if you if you uh <laughs> if you've been doing too much of that it's not hey, good for your health hey
1: though. knock it off
4: yeah psychologically speaking yeah that's why bueno.
1: no i i steer clear of that stuff it's just oh.
3: i don't yeah i don't even look at it either I mean, as far I, as video I, games set in canada can't necessarily find it you but i do know that scott pilgrim versus the world <laughs> takes place in canada
4: you know that is a very Canadian game. You're right. Yeah, yeah. sure. I, also, also, the most obvious answer that we've all skipped is a hockey game. But true. I don't play hockey games.
1: Well, so. sometimes they take place in America. Yeah, but Canada is synonymous with hockey, right?
3: Well, sure. And sure. MLB games.
1: There's
4: a few
3: ML- and basketball. Good.
1: There's a basketball team in Toronto, right?
3: Yeah. There's there's a baseball team. Allegedly,
1: because... allegedly.
3: There is a MLB team. Based allegedly. in Toronto.
1: Yeah, sure. I sorry, I don't, I don't know anything. I'm, I'm sure there's like a adventure game set in the countryside of Canada or something. There has to be, right? Isn't like the
3: I, Long Dark? Doesn't that take place in Canada? I
1: think you're right. I think it's Canadian wilderness in that game. Yeah, which that mm. game's still not 1.0, right? No, that game yet. still isn't. <laughs> no. Not yet,
3: but <laughs> I got a buddy. Those YouTube
2: videos of that game,
3: and he absolutely fucking loves it.
2: Hey. it's a pretty good game. It is a good game. That is all the tweets, that is
1: all the emails, that is the show for this week. If you want to tweet at us, send them to at n 4 podcast. If you want to email us, they are podcasts at ztgd.com. If you want to follow us on Twitter, Drew is at dmlfury. John is at johnwuk. Jay is at J and I and the site are at ztgd. Phoenix Down is a running. Earthbound is the game. You want to listen to that? Go check it out.
3: This week will be an intermission show. Okay. We're actually going to have some guests on to talk about esports. What? Yes.
1: Really? That's okay. That's
4: a that's an odd side step from Earthbound.
3: Well, it, well it it's to be on. it's two of Matt's friends that he met uh, who are big into esports, and mm-hmm. they wanted to. Talk on the show about local esports stuff. So,
4: uh, what, what games in particular do you know?
3: Uh, I know that they do a lot of Heroes of the Storm. They do a lot yeah. of Overwatch. I think okay. they do some fighting tournaments and stuff too.
1: Yeah. Interesting.
3: So yeah, we're going to do that.
1: Esports, baby.
3: Not much of an esports guy. I do like SGDQ though. Right.
4: That's that's not, that's not esports, man.
1: I was introduced uh, last night to Overwatch plays. That's funny what, shit.
3: What is Overwatch?
1: You, just go to YouTube and search for Overwatch plays. Uh, uh,
4: I also recommend Trollden Watch if you have never seen those games. Yeah, I haven't like, seen uh, that,
1: but I I Tro- noticed apparently Overwatch. there's a Roadhog exploit that's been in since day one that people just now figured out and are using regularly. But if you hook, if you hook and like quickly turn to the left or the right, you can launch them. So like you can launch them off the map.
3: Oh, I didn't know that. I knew that you yeah, could you gotta, turn.
4: you got to spin like crazy in order to make that launch. Yeah,
1: I saw that in the video last night, and it actually happened to me in a match the other night. But, yeah, I watched one of those videos last night. They are pretty hilarious. Yeah, they're okay. pretty fun. Uh, but that is it for the show this week, unless anybody has anything else.
3: Nope.
1: Going once. Nope. Going twice. Sold to Drew, who won't be on the show next week.
3: Nope, I'm going to be at the beach. <laughs> judas got
4: to show off his beach pod that he's been working on.
3: Yeah. Yeah, with potato chips from and Coca-Cola. But
4: yeah, well, what happened sun. is that every time he dies in Overwatch, he did uh, 20 sit-ups. So now he's got like a 12-pack. It's oh, amazing. Snap. Yeah.
3: Shit, I Sna- wish.
1: But that's it for the show this week. Be sure tune in next week if we have a show because nobody's going to be here. But anyway, that's <laughs> it. Bye. Get the fuck out. Okay already, and it goes something like this. Welcome to the N4G
4: Pod.
1: This is going to be a very interesting episode. Gather yeah. time. Greetings, programs. I got lost trying to find my way to the secret
3: underground N4G radio lair. The
1: long bat. And... Oh, it's a you idea.
0: Wolverine. Play
2: games, not hot boys. No bad boys allowed.
4: Uh, and then I and then I kill the
0: dragon.